Who are you talking to me? Yeah. Yeah, I can barely hear you now. Yeah, now you're it's, it's yeah, yeah, because I thought you were talking to somebody. I th yeah. I thought you like were away from <laughs> your everybody's mic and... to sleep, dude. Am I back to normal now? Yes. Okay. I bet you it's another one of these fucking Skype upgrades now. Oh, second thing. You mean like it's upgrading as we speak? Well, no, yeah. I mean you know. It, it, it seems like every time I log into Skype lately, it's like, yeah, you're, now you're using version 3.4 mm. or whatever. And it's like, I liked it the way it was. Stop fucking with it all the time. Because every time well, they it's Microsoft it, now. Yeah. Oh, is it? Yeah. I oh, believe it's Christ. Microsoft. Yes, now it'll be all buggy and fucky all the time. Mm -hmm. And be wanting to connect to this and connect to that and track what you're doing with this. And how much time do you spend looking at porn online and every other goddamn thing? I fucking hate Microsoft, dude. It's <laughs> so much spyware shit and everything that they put out. Yeah. You know, I went through the other day. Uh, Michael says he's busy for about 20 minutes, so I'll, so we can uh, just ask him again in 20 minutes. He might hop in. All right, that works. Well, that's fun because he's going to be involved in some of those. Works for me. I don't, I don't mind. Because I, I don't know how much I got for this anyway. I actually, I just, before we got started, I went and hunted up the email I sent to you because I was like, what the fuck did we say we were going to talk about? And I couldn't remember, so I had to go look at the email, and it's really, <laughs> it was nothing specific. So we'll see how it goes. He and I just recorded a shoot the shit show for uh, Back to the Bins that actually didn't turn out half bad, but he pretty much brought the show, so. Oh, so Guess what yeah. I'm saying is if you're relying on me, <laughs> don't. Uh no, not really. But you know, the thing about you is sometimes you just have to get you started, and it's yeah, you know. You and then we've pulling Michael in twenty minutes, and we'll bring all in, have bring, shit bring to in, talk about. Yeah, bring up Dark Knight or Brave and the Bold, and there you go. You got a show because I'll get on a fucking rant about something. Well, as a formality, I'll like introduce the show right now. Although probably it's already started now. By the way, I'll probably mix this with. But uh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Two True Freaks. I find their illogic and foolish emotions constant irritant. Then transfer out, freak! Two True Freaks! You belong in the circus, right next to the dog-faced boy. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass, and I'm all out of bubblegum. Cheap, lying, no good, rotten, four-flushing, low-life, snake-licking, dirt-eating, inbred, overstuffed, ignorant, blood-sucking, dog-kissing, brainless, dickless, hopeless, heartless, fat-ass, bug-eyed, stiff-legged, spotty-lipped, worm-headed sack of monkey shit. <laughs> Hallelujah! Holy shit! Where's the Tylenol? And now, together by live simulation via the internet, Scott Gardner. He's an asshole! And Chris Honeywell. Boy, is he strange! It appears we have lost our sex appeal, Captain. Yes. <laughs> gonna be one of the most informal shows Scott oh are we going all right sure why not 
As soon oh, as shit. I heard you eating, man, I figured it's time to yeah, start thanks. running the show. I, I appreciate that. It's going to be one of those shows. I need a little forewarning. What are you I got chips and queso. I've got cheese, crunchy cheese doodles. Queso. I'm going all out today. I had, oh my God, I'm Chris Honeywell with my junk food, and, and I'm here with Scott Gardner. Queso. I'm not so smart, but I like chips. <laughs> And it's gonna be it's gonna be one of those shows. I had this Oh god, not one of those shows. I had this ice cream today, man. I, I usually don't eat ice cream and I had like full real ice cream today and it was basically like banana cream pie flavored ice cream. And it had chunks that tasted just like banana <laughs> cream pie crust, you know, that's made out of the vanilla wafers. I oh, blue chunks good. once. I'm sure I'm sure you did more than once. <laughs> Although, you know, I, I haven't talked to Chunks in many years. How's he doing? But um boom. <laughs> hey, I needed the money. <laughs> yeah, you know, I I know. I shouldn't bring up those little parts. Don't rub it in, alright? Yeah, that's what Chunks said. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Well, it's been fun talking to you, I gotta <clears> go. <throat> But, uh, yeah, what the hell do we want to talk about? Because, like I say, I, I, I was looking back at the email for the for the proposal of this thing and just trying to get an idea, and all I really saw in there was, let's kind of look back, let's kind of look forward. So I, I, is that is that kind of what we're doing with this one? Yeah, well, we're heading around to that New Year's time of year again, I guess. So, and that time of year where maybe we get a little bit lazy when doing a show. <laughs> I think but, um, I think we're justified because just to uh, to yank back that curtain, what a, once oh. again, man, I'm telling you, I was up to the last freaking minute doing Comics Monthly Monday for this month. I mean, uh, I, I'm hoping that the audio quality, as far as bells and whistles, is is not noticeable in the fact that there's a lot less of them in that episode because I think the episode pretty much stands for itself. I mean, I, it was a solid episode that I mean. Mm -hmm. With, with no bells and whistles, I think would have still been really, really good. But, I, you know, I, I've come to kind of have, have set a personal watermark for where I want that episode to be, you know, sound-wise every month. So I, I still try to throw in, you know, the usual audio cues at least and stuff like that. But just by the nature of how busy I've been with things and work and everything else, I mean, I was literally, uh, in the last three days, I've slept maybe four or five hours each night just as i get home from work i'm just staying up like all fucking hours getting that right. show, the show done which you know don't get me wrong i'm not bitching i'm just saying that i i think that's I, I, just that's the way it is it, that's the way it is but i guess what i'm saying is you know if we have the occasional you know quote-unquote lazy episode <laughs> they're just gonna have to deal with it you know just cut me that slack i i need the lazy ones now and we'll again, tell, you know? tell you what, we'll give them a 10% price break on this episode. <laughs> How about that? Are, are we not kind? I know. You know, I, I hear that from folks all the time, too, you know, where, where they're saying things like, hey, dude, you know, don't kill yourself to, you know, do X, Y, and Z. You know, you, you, we don't pay for this. So, but still, you know. I, I, yeah, that's I, on the assumption that we're doing it for them. <laughs> not for our own satisfaction it's like yeah you guys don't have to make good shows for our benefit you know you guys can take it easy and it's like no we must make the <laughs> finest show on all of podcasts there you go 
There you go. Well, I, I guess it's just you know not not to toot my own horn, but it's it's just the nature of how I am. I guess you know I I don't want to. I've never been one to really half-ass things unless it came to like homework or something. Well, it's like that, it's know? like that last um, Jonah Hex podcast that that you were like, oh yeah, you know, I'm gonna just sort of. Oh, did you just, listen maybe to that? I'll do it. I have not listened to it, but oh. I've seen the the feedback on it. <laughs> Which was basically, I saw the whole thread on Facebook where you're like, well, you know, maybe I'll do a scaled back. Yeah. You know, happen. uh. Didn't happen. Yeah. Did not happen took at all. all. I knew it wasn't going to happen. Yeah. Took me the entire day. And again, I, I probably sound like I'm just bitching and whining when I say that, but I, I'm not. It's just to point out the fact that, you know, because people, I mean, it's weird because for the longest time after, you know, that show went into like indefinite hiatus, I, I heard nothing from people, which only fed the hiatus, you know, because when I when I didn't have people clamoring, it was like, well, I guess nobody misses it. And it's weird because all of a sudden, and I would say like maybe the past six weeks, it's like all the people that really cared about that show seemed to all come out of the woodwork at the same time. And I was getting like constant messages like every every day or every couple of days going, dude, you know, what the hell's up with this show? So it was finally that kick in the ass that I needed to, right. to get a new one out. But the problem was, was I, I promised myself, man, if I'm going to pick this show up, I, I just I can't be spending, you know, an entire day doing it. There I was a whole day. But at least, you know, for me, I, part of what makes that that sort of thing I won't say easier, but at least rewarding is the fact of, I don't know, maybe it's just ego, but I'm not one of these people to do something. You know, I I hear this with like writers a lot where they'll write something, but they're never happy with their work kind of thing. Um, I mean, I I won't put something out there until I'm happy with it. You know what I mean? That's not to say that I think every single show we've ever done is the greatest we could have done, but I don't think I've ever slapped anything out there that... You know, I was like, that sucks. Oh, God. You know? Yeah. And I, I mean, I just, when we've had shows like, because we've done shows like that. I know you and I have done shows like that. What happened to them? They got put in the vault and they never saw the light of day. You know? <laughs> they got smothered quietly in the night exactly. while they slept. <laughs> exactly. I mean, honestly, I really can't think of a time. I mean, I, I think we've both had shows where we were like, eh, that could have been a little better, but, you know, it wasn't horrible. But I don't think we've. To my recollection, I don't think we've ever released something that either one of us thought, wow, that just sucked, you know? That's something I struggle with in my mind all the time is if that's a good uh, – that's usually not considered a good – I'm the same way. And that's not usually considered a good quality in an artist that has to have output, you know, that most I, most writers are like that. They're just like – just keep writing and writing and writing and you'll write write a lot of crap but every once in a while you get something good and then you take that good thing you work out you know you work it from there and you know but you have to keep and i can't do that i like I, when i had to write the story for the vault of startling monster horror tales of terror i don't do like write the story and then rewrite it and then rewrite it and then rewrite it like you're supposed to mm-hmm. i sort of do that one paragraph i'll write like two paragraphs and then I'll put it. I'll walk away from it, and then I'll come back and I'll scour those two paragraphs, and you know, clean them up and take you know, edit them and take out the unnecessary words, edit it down, and stuff until it's you know, until it's tight and what I wanted, and then do the next couple paragraphs, and then that starts a whole like sort of clusterfuck 
bomb afterwards <laughs> because when you're when you when you're tightening up stuff, it'll change something, and then you'll have to change stuff back. Right. And then you just so it's in this like almost constant state of tinkering, but then when I get to the end of it and add the final sentence, it's done. <laughs> you know. Right. But it just takes way longer to do than than it probably should. And another thing I've been thinking about is the single guy podcast theory with with you and I cuz we're both procrastinators. So when you have those podcasts that just like one person is responsible for, it's harder to get those out regularly. You know, it's you know? really funny that you say that because I've ma- I've had the same observation and I, I I've had that thought to the point where I've I'm I'm actually kind of nervous to to put this out there, but I've actually considered maybe seeing if if you know, I maybe I should bring somebody into some of these other things, but that just to light a fire. Yeah, exactly. To have some responsibility to somebody else. Right. But the, the only problem with that is then that kind of defeats the entire purpose of the show in the first place, which was to do, you know, something solo, you know, to, to have a, you know, a a solo voice, you know, something where you can kind of put your own identity out there just a little bit more. You know, so I don't know, but I did uh, at least with Jonah Hex, I seriously considered it because I know um, the very first article that uh, Dwayne the Canoe Guy wrote up on um, on me and on the Jonah Hex show um, on his uh, on his site, the um, uh, Matching Dragoon site was, hey, you guys remember when, you know, I said a few more months ago I was considering doing a Jonah Hex podcast? Well, somebody beat me to it. And then he was, you know, he went on to really, you know, praise the show, you know, my show. So I've really considered maybe getting a hold of Dwayne and seeing if he was still interested. But I don't know. It's, it's one of those things. I think about it, but, the, you know, because I, I can see that benefit, like you say, because I, I think you and I, I think that's really the the quote-unquote secret to success is that we've got each other to kind of keep each other not only motivated but kind of kick each other in the ass once in a while to you know hey dude you know we're coming up on the deadline for such and such we need to get this shit done whereas left to my own devices i'm like ah it's tuesday i'd have a shot yep. today ah fuck it you know i'll get it next week or next year you know whatever so yeah, yeah. i know exactly what you mean look a squirrel yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> Except usually it's like probably more like look some porn. There you go. <laughs> oh, I haven't seen this porn site before. Where did that show up? That one? wow. Hang on a minute. <laughs> Let's put this aside for a second. <laughs> yeah, because hey, I, I'm I'm if you if you think you feel bad, I've had a I've had a few media masochist challenges that I really need to um see to. One of which was uh. Oh, you'll remember this one, the Blue Lagoon. Oh, Jesus! <laughs> At least it has some somewhat. New, I does. I. I don't. It's been so long since I've seen it. I don't even remember if it really had real nudity. I think it had like stunt nudity because yeah. Brooke Shields was underage. Right. But if I remember right, Brooke Shields was doing underage nudity all the time then. Right. Which is kind of weird when you think yeah, about it. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I. I saw that. I was I was about to say not long ago, but yeah, it, uh, it's probably been twenty plus years. I think it was when uh, when I was still dating Tammy, and, and pff, how long ago was that? You know, twenty some years ago. 
I think that was one of those movies that like Purple Rain and all that other shit that she liked that used to make me, you know, Dirty Dancing and all those shit I movies Purple I used Rain. to have to sit through all the I time. about Dirty Dancing. <laughs> and I remember watching that and kind of being into the idea of watching that one because I thought, well, at least there's some tits in there. And then I remember watching it and like not only is it a god-awful, horrible fucking movie, but it was not near as dirty as I remembered it to be. Or that you it know. was built up to be. They built, yeah. They built that and that Endless Love movie up to be, you know, these real, like, I don't know, maybe to us because we were, like, young young teenagers. Right, or, yeah. But, they, you know, they were well, all scandalous and everything. Think of the movies that we sat through hours of, you know, on, on like, HBO or, or Skinamax or whatever, just waiting for that, you know half a second of bush or whatever you know oh yeah i remember some of the movies i remember the sensuous nurse was one that they would play on skinamax after midnight last american virgin that movie last american virgin sat through it like a million times because it had a a decent bit of nudity in it but it was a it's a crap movie it had that woman who wasn't charo but she was kind of like charo with humongousoid breasts (laughs) And it also had a, a local New York from Rochester uh, performer, Doctor Dirty John Volby. When they go to oh, Tijuana, right. he's the that's guy right. playing. He's the guy who does I I I I. Your God, mother don't wipe; she drip dries. I and all had that. totally forgotten about that. You're right. Your mother does deep knee bends over fire hydrants. <laughs> I've actually seen him in concert. He's he's still he's still exactly like he is in that movie, <laughs> just the old version of it. But he is still politically incorrect. Maybe I can. Uh, I've actually got some videotapes of the show that I saw him do last, and uh, maybe I can dredge up some clips to show you just like that. There still are some just genuinely rude people out there. I was uh, making of asses of themselves in public. I was listening today to um, um, the show that'll be the next um, Back to the Bins. And I found out, I found out something the other day. I realized something the other day that I can actually pre-edit shows, like in the car driving back, you know, back and forth to work. You know, just like listen to the raws and make little little oh, time notes and stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah, that speeds it up does. the process. It, it, yeah, when you get into the really helped with that. With lot. that Comics yeah. Monthly Monday. So I was listening to it, and we actually—I'd forgotten, but we actually had a, a conversation about political correctness that more than likely can't make it into that show. But it was actually very funny, and I was like, "Damn, I had some really good points about this, but it'd probably end up pissing somebody off because everybody's all fucking anal retentive these days about shit." So, unless it's unless it's bashing white people or. Nerd. Oh, know. listen, man. What? I'm having I'm having so much fun. We have an Occupy Rochester in Rochester. Oh, now. God. 
And it's the only Occupy in the country, I guess, where the mayors let them pitch tents and stuff. So they are truly like they—they they are truly. It's like having a petri dish in the middle of of Rochester, and it's. I've been having a riot with these people, Scott. Let me just tell you, as far as political correctness. I thought those were your people. Some of them are. Some of them are. The thing is, it's different than anything else I've experienced. They're a bunch of liberal hippie douchebags that don't work. That's those what are you your think. People. Now there's. Now we got ha the, Scott. The half the people down there are Tea Party. And no. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's in, it's insane. And and they get along. <laughs> They get along in person, but online where they talk. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no. And I just was watching the most awesome, you know, because people are bringing them food and stuff and, you know, they're getting food and, you know, half the, the you know, I don't know what the percentage of people that are vegetarians and vegans or only eat fish and you know the the vegetarians are declaring that there shouldn't be any meat there because they should be standing for animals and you know and then the you know the people who are more like libertarian are just like what do you mean i'm gonna go get a cheeseburger you can't tell that's the thing is nobody can take it over and tell anybody that they can or can't do anything <laughs> outside of like violence you know or you know going in there and busting stuff up with a bat or something like that or going through the so so nobody can really kick anybody out it's it's a riot it's a riot i i've been monitoring it online and in person and it's just very interesting but the political but it's just awesome because it's one of the like back when i would go to like a protest and I would be protesting something I'd be against, but I'd walk away from it pissed off because of the protesters, you know? I would be just like, you know, fuck these people, <laughs> you know? By the time I was done with it, I'm like, I like their idea, but fuck these people. And those people have no say anymore. They can't, like, scowl, scowl people down anymore. And it's fun. It's just fun, fun, fun. But, eh. That's as close as I'll, I'll, I'll just I'll just say it, it, all, all I had to do was like pop in on the vegetarian and make one politically incorrect statement and it just turned it all into <laughs> a royal mess. <laughs> so, but that's your trademark. I gotta love that shit. Yes, it is. It, it is, and I, finally I'm getting something. I'm finally getting something where I can. I'm sort of in my element, so I'm <laughs> I, I, I'm in, I'm enjoying it. I'll I'll keep you guys. Um, filled in on anything interesting that that goes on there but um yeah i was thinking with this show you know generally you know next month is december so it's the big christmas month and we've we've sort of again decided on a whole special month of shows mm -hmm. you know well you know michael bailey said he might be able to pop in folks we might have a visit from michael bailey depending on how his busy, busy schedule goes. But yeah, you know, he's going to be involved in a couple of... At, at, least, at least one of those shows. Well, I was thinking, you know, we do, we do the look back and then we do the look forward. See, mm. I don't know whether whether I I envy or, or you know, just kind of shake my head and go, God, that's pitiful. The people that can do a show, like one of those, like... Uh, year in review kind of things because after things are like 
three days passed. I don't remember. You know, it's right, like, when right. the hell was that? Was that this year? Was that last year? Was that 10 years ago? I don't remember, you know? So it's one of those things of, I, I would pretty much well, the, suck at doing well, any sort of it, year in review. But... Put it into perspective. A year ago was when I was down there mm-hmm. for, you know, roughly within, you know, within a couple weeks. It was about a year ago that, uh, that I was I was down there and we had and it was a, December was movie month wasn't it where we did yes. all movie commentaries yep and uh, we're gonna have some commentaries this month but yeah so so that was like a year ago so there's a, been a lot going on more or less in that year dude this is this year has been just for me personally it's just been a whirlwind I mean I just passed the year mark you know, of, of being a cast member, that was a big deal. And what was really, really cool about it was, uh, I was off on the actual day and I recorded a show with Mike. I'm trying to remember what the hell show that was. I think it was an episode of tales, but I can't remember, but we were recording on the actual day. And I mentioned it during the episode, you know, which didn't have anything to do with what we were talking about, but I just happened to mention that, Hey, you know, today marks the anniversary. And I was off that day. So I went to work the next day. I got to work and I'm working away. And uh, one of the managers, a guy I don't know very well, uh, named Eric, he walks up and he's like, you know, starts off this conversation. It was just kind of awkward because I don't really know him and we've never really spoken all that much. And he was just kind of acting funny the entire time. And the conversation was just kind of going in a strange place. And then all of a sudden he was like, so, you know, anything big happened with you lately? And I was like, uh, not real. And I'm thinking, I don't know you, dude. Why, you know, why are you asking me these questions? And then he was like, you know, any like personal milestones? And I was like, well, you know, I, I just, you know, yesterday passed one year with the company. And I no sooner got out of the, my, my mouth and I realized, ah, I see where this is going. And then like everybody came out from like the back room and everything. And like, it was oh, cool really? because we didn't really have that many guests at the time, you know, for check-ins and stuff, but there was a good crowd of people there. It's like everybody came out from the back room and they had, uh, you know, a little presentation and everything. And, uh, and they pinned my, uh, uh, I get a special attachment now to my name tag. It's a, it's a Mickey, a, a, a steamboat Willie Mickey that attaches to my name tag now that it commemorates, you know, the one year of service. Uh-huh. And they pinned it on and all that. And it was like a little ceremony. It was really cool, man. I mean, I was like moved to almost tears. You know, I was like, I could feel myself welling up. I was like, I promised myself I wouldn't cry. You know, but I had no idea that they were going to do anything at all. I figured it was just, you know, just another day. But it was cool. I mean, I thought it was really awesome. And, and I was very touched. You know, that that was a big deal for me. And so I only was, got one cool. surprise party at, at a job. And that was when I was leaving. <laughs> <laughs> Which was awesome because they made a cake out of my face and I got to uh, eat the, uh, I'm like, I get to eat the eyes. It was like a don't let the door hit you on the ass on the way out party kind of thing? Or? Yeah, probably. <laughs> that's usually how it is. That's, usually, that's what I usually call getting fired. It's, an, it's just a much nicer way of saying getting, getting fired. <laughs> so you said we have, uh, we have somebody waiting in the wings here? Uh huh. Let me um. Let me see. Uh. Let me see if I can uh. 
fiddle with the dials and make him. Uh... See, if, if we were worth a shit with planning and and all that, we could have we could have had like a little like guest show. You know, people dropping. Sure. Yeah, we just. Well, we are here. Comes here comes here comes our guest, and he doesn't know what the hell we're talking about. Uh -huh. and we don't know what the hell we're talking about. So let's see what happens. Oh, no, oh, ringy dingy, ringy dingy. I gotta wait till here before I talk shit about him. Uh, nothing, nothing. Uh. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> That's what I like about you, Scott. If you're gonna talk shit about me, you wait till I'm around to do it to my face. So now we can have the nice back and forth that it produces. The witty repartee. day, <laughs> don't call me repartee. <laughs> oh wow! From one podcasty thing to another. Actually, it's not a podcast that I was doing. So I was just going to ask live. you, what are you doing? It's the Radio KL Live, oh, uh, the okay. weekly show that we that Steve Eunice and I do for the Superman homepage. So uh, I was going to say, surf and porn, not a podcast. May start with the same two letters, not a podcast. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> so how's it going? Ah, it's it's going great. We've been uh. It's been a day of getting shit together. Uh, Rachel's been baking huh, all you? day. Yeah. Um, I took off the garbage and cleaned oh. up the living room and honeydew. So, oh yeah, it was a it was a honeydew type of day. So, I had a honeydew the other day that just about honey did me in. I'll tell you what. <laughs> I had to lift up the big green chair. Chris knows what I'm talking about. I had to move oh, the chair out of the living room. Yeah, and I got I got it where it was going and felt like I was gonna have a fucking coronary. I was like, Jesus, am I really that old? I mean, I was dying, dude. I was like fucking short of breath and everything. I was like, please, dear Jesus, don't let me have a heart attack and die doing the lifting a fucking chair, you know? I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't want to go out in one of those spectacular like Darwin Award winners fashions, you know, where you're like drowning elephant shit or something like that. But at the Why same time, not. It's better than lifting the no, chair. No, 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 no. Batman. I, I want to oh, die at Lord. the age of 93 shot by a jealous husband because they did it. So, <laughs> it's just, if I was going to go. That's a topic for another time is, is, you know, like. How we would like to die? Yes. That's fair. <laughs> had to pick your way to go. How would it be? You know what? I think, uh, damn, I know I heard this not long ago, and I want to say it was the guys over at, um. The Hat Decides, I think it was a subject on their show. I don't know if you guys listen to that, but that show is fucking hysterical, dude. It is That show is always a riot. If they that's had, their topic, then yeah, I can see. They had one... Well, people, you know, send them in just the most fucked up questions, and they just draw them out of a, of a hat randomly, and it's the whole nature of the show, and it's just hysterical. And they had one recently, and the question was... Uh, if you masturbate using soap, are your hands dirty afterwards? <laughs> like, who the fuck asked a question like that? But it was just they made all people on the internet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. That's what happens when you when you leave it open to the general public. It's to... funny. I, I highly recommend that show. As a matter of fact, I've been trying to uh, remember to to send uh, Andy Leyland uh, uh, an email because I've heard him say several times in his show something to the effect of, you know, there aren't, you know, he, he's not aware of like any other uh, decent English podcast or so, something to that effect. And I keep meaning to, to tr try to turn him on to that show because I think he'd get a kick out of it. I think there, I think that 
just he just maybe can't find them or you know that's it's they're probably there's probably a lot of them that are just hard to find you just don't know where they are right because it seems to me that's where a lot of the people that listen to our show i mean the 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 vast majority are in america but like right behind that is the uk so i figure if there's as many people listening to podcasts in in the uk there's got to be as many people making them and it's similar to youtube there's a lot of really good um you know youtube content that comes out of uh out of the uk there's a lot of really good you know people who do serial you know basically video podcasts on on youtube and a lot of the the really good ones are are british so there's oh, one go ahead, called uh, 20 Minute Long Box, hosted by Stephen Lacey. That's a good show, where he I gives himself to to that. Yeah, gives himself 20 minutes, and that's it to talk about a book. There's a there's a Flash podcast coming out of Ireland that w- that uh, hopefully his second episode will be up soon. But I was very impressed with this first episode uh, as a as a first time podcaster, and both Andy and Steven are going to be doing a fantastic four podcast starting at the beginning of the year. Oh, no way. What are they going to uh, cover? Uh, fantastic four. Number one on. Oh, all right. I, cool. I, they that released a time tr- to still beat them to the John Byrne material. <laughs> so you guys want to hear something really funny is my roommate woke me up the other day and she was like, I want Taco Bell. Let's go to Taco Bell. <laughs> The closest Taco Bell to us is in the um, Strong Museum of Play in Rochester, which has a mock-up of Sesame Street. It has just about every toy. They've had Star You know, that was a place that had, if you remember, months. Or it was probably like a year ago. Video game they had all the video games like there. Yeah. So we go there, and, uh, you know, you got to pay to get in the museum, but you can go to Taco Bell. So we eat at Taco Bell, and we leave, and she goes, I want to just take a look around the gift shop. So we're looking around the gift shop, and she goes, hey, look, comics. And there in the middle of it is an old Hey Kids comic spinner rack. Oh. Right? What's the first comic I see on it is um, is uh, Frankenstein's Monster. Oh, which issue? I think – don't quote Damn, I me. I need some issues of that. It was like number 17 is what springs, springs to my mind. Just about every one of the John Byrne um, Fantastic Fours. Damn, dude. They're beat to shit. They're $2 a piece, and they're beat to... The, you That's know, they're, not they're, bad, though. They're, they're mangled up. See? You, know, you need to go back, and you need to snag that, uh, that Frankenstein. That Frankenstein? Because toward the end of that series is where... Um, it's Val Mayerick. Mayerick, yeah. yeah. Well, that art's beautiful beautiful art but yeah. but you know it was just so awesome to be someplace w- around new stuff and look and s- it was like a time machine had just like discord the only thing that was different was the comics were showed their age you know but right. it was you know it was the comics off the 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 you know early mid 80s uh, I mean, those Frankenstein's one ones are th- those were from the seventies. Those those were mm-hmm. like twenty five cent cover price. Yep. See, if if I ever saw a Hey Kids comic spinner rack, my first thought was, okay, is there a male cashier? Because my wife can flash him exactly, and I can get this thing out of here. They probably have they probably have a whole bunch of them. The, the basement of this place is basically the um, Raiders of the Lost Ark warehouse of toys and games 
Their goal is to have one of every toy and game ever made in the in, in the world. I, would love <laughs> I was going to say in the United States, but I've noticed they've got stuff from all over the place there. You really need to get in there and get permission to film and load up a bunch of Raiders of the Lost Ark toys in a crate oh. and then oh, have yeah. you show you putting that crate into that. There is probably a section of Raiders of the Lost Ark toys. I'm sure of it there, you know. I mean, I just want it's it, there's two just there's that here in Rochester and they're they're both underground facilities too, so it even pushes more of my buttons. There's two underground facilities, one that has um shitloads of toys and games and the other one that's basically every movie ever made that was put on celluloid. So, so if the if the EM uh, if the EMP ever hits or the nuke ever hits, yes, we can still watch all the movies in the world and play with all the Star Wars toys in the world. We uh, may have to crap, eat rats and cockroaches, too. but you know we'll hey, be playing with an ad at yeah. Any, any anything looks good after starvation. Exactly, so. exactly. I'm not a proud man. I we really could have, you know, we'll we'll be sitting watching, we'll be sitting watching The Empire Strikes Back, but we'll have a little box full of like pop cockroaches or something. But I, I ate a Taco Bell last Sunday too. <laughs> I am obviously not a proud man. <laughs> you know, speaking of ad ads, and I, I think I told you this already, Chris. The other day I was checking a guy in, and uh, he walked up to the to the counter, and uh, he had an ad ad shirt, you know, a, a Walker from Star Wars. But where the body of the at at would be was that was two at symbols like on the on your computer keyboard. Uh-huh. So it was at at. And I was like, dude, that is a hilarious T-shirt. So we started talking about Star Wars and stuff. And as we're just kind of chit chatting, I'm, uh, you know, I'm checking him in. I'm putting his information in the computer and everything. And uh, I see his name is Chris Lloyd. And I said, you know, you don't look anything like you did in Back to the Future. And he was just kind of, yeah, 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 I hear that all. You know, but he took it good-naturedly, you know. He's like, yeah, I hear that all the time. So we got to talking, and I forget how we got to the subject eventually. Well, this is Chris Lloyd from um, the what the podcast. I was like, no way. So we were comparing notes and everything, and we come to realize that we're pretty sure that uh, we're at least one group together somewhere on the internet remember that one we joined a, a while back it was nothing but star wars podcasts yes i can't remember what the hell the name of that site is but i think that's how we know each other is from that site and so we were exchanging information and stuff so maybe at some point we'll do some sort of a, a crossover thing with them or something he was the nicest guy i just thought that was you know, what a weird coincidence you know what a what a small world well, actually, well, really cool. it is a small world after all, Scott. But <laughs> no, actually, Scott, for you, see, it would be weird if somebody came into my place of business and it was a podcaster. You get people from all over the world. He this does, but there's so many of them, too, though. Right. Well, still, though, it is a concentration of, and it is a concentration of people who like genre stuff. I mean, definitely... You know, Disney World is definitely a Star Wars destination if you want to go to some place where there's concentrated Star Wars. I I keep hoping to, uh, now that I'm at uh, the pop, that I'll run into uh, Mike Scopus sometime because he's one of the guys over on the uh, WDW Today podcast and apparently stays at... um, Pop Century so much that on that show they've actually renamed Pop Century to Scopa Towers, 
which is like an in joke because we don't have any any towers. Any you towers, know, it's all right. one level. So it was, it was this joke they came up with a while back that was actually pretty funny. But uh, I keep waiting for him to to drop in at some point, just because I'd like to meet him. You know, tell him I, I I'm a big fan of the show and everything like that. So it's cool. Due due to him with what we get sometimes, people you know, hey, you know, I like whatever. You know, making a big deal out of you know the fact that we. Never shut up. We're on the internet all the time. It's basically does that happen? <laughs> that happens with you. Uh, this has happened with me. I don't. It hasn't happened you. with you yet. You no, I never there? leave my cave. Yeah. Oh so yeah, well, I... that's true. Yeah, I forgot. You got the whole off the grid thing yeah. going on. I, I had somebody uh, come to a comic sh- uh, Titans a couple three years ago when I was doing a free comic book day recording of views there just to to meet me, which was weird. Hey Jesse, how you doing? Well, see, Jesse you, Garrett, you 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 got that whole can't leave the house thing for for the opposite reason. You know, you're, you're Michael Bailey. You can't even leave the house hey. out. You know, Michael, you just gave me an idea. When's the next free comics day? Uh, it's, it's the, the spring, first weekend in May. Yeah, we should do a free comics day podcast of all three with all three of us. It should be a comics monthly Monday, and we could do it from three different comic shops. That's not I mean, a bad that's, idea. That's at all. that's theoretically feasible to do, right? That I is mean, definitely feasible. I guess as long as there's internet. <laughs> <laughs> the big thing we need for well, something like that. Well, if there's like no that. internet by that time, there's no point in doing any show. No, I mean, I mean, are you talking like we <laughs> we'll go be to doing the show? Two, two freaks with megaphones outside, you know, <laughs> tin cans and string. Exactly. Uh, no, I, well, because the way you said that is that we'd be at the comic shop and we'd record a live like quote unquote mm-hmm. a live show from the shops meaning that we would all be hooked on Skype on location is that what you were yes. saying that's oh, not yes. a bad idea yes and we would all be and we could all say what was going on at our comic shops and interview whatever people are there sign in comics and stuff like that and ask people what free comics are getting cuz free comic book day is fun cuz that's where you get you get your that your your real comic book fans are there and they're kind of angry because the comic book shop is usually swamped with people who come in once a year to grab their free comics and mush around the table and stuff and it, you can get a quite a dude I can't wait <laughs> cross I can't wait to talk about the the haul that I made at uh they had a one day sale at uh, at my LCS it was uh, thousands of books three for a buck. Man, I fucking cleaned up at that place, man. That's got yeah, Scott Gardner so, written yeah, all over it. it. Awesome. So you're, uh, <laughs> uh-huh. you're you're flying up on Friday, right, Scott, to come to the comic shop I go to for the four for a dollar sale? Man, I <laughs> wish. I wish. I'm still kind of in the doghouse for this one that I just came from. So yeah, that's <laughs> I, not gonna I, happen. I think the more complicated thing soon. there is getting to Georgia, but I can under- I can appreciate your other concern too. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those things where you get home and it's like, hmm, am I going to end up even sleeping in the house tonight? You know, it's, yeah. But, uh, you know, I, I went there knowing they had this sale going on and, and I was telling my wife, I was like, well, you know, I want to go and I'm going to pick up my regular books and everything. And I, you know, and she's like, well, how much is that going to be? And I kind of had a number in mind that I, I kind of figured where it would be. And she's, and I said, well, you know, I want to do that. And then I want to, you know, just check out the, whatever they've got for the back issues and whatever. And I had a particular figure in mind 
which I thought I had shared with her ahead of time, but she says I didn't. Anyway, I went up there. I not only flew the entire budget, but went about 10 bucks over and never picked up one of my new books. So they're still <laughs> sitting there for me. And I'm like, shit, now how am I going to do that without getting too backed up, you know? But, uh, you know, one cool thing, Tyson's awesome. You know, so I was talking to Tyson. He's like, dude, don't worry about it. I was like, well, I just feel bad. Maybe. I said, I haven't been in here in over a month and, you know, all that. I said, I don't want to let books sit and everything. He's like, don't worry about it. He's like, we have people that, you know, it's like every six months and stuff. And I was like, well, that's cool. So then I got to talking to him about that new uh, Star Wars series, that Qui-Gon Jinn uh, series. And we were just kind of back and forth and about that. I finally came to the conclusion. I was like, eh, I think I'm just going to, I think I'm just going to jump off of that at this point. But he was really cool because I was telling him, I said, you know, that doesn't bother you guys, does it? You know, to, if people kind of jump on and jump off books and everything. He's like, ah, no, we don't mind. I was like, well, I just wanted to make sure because, you know, I've had other LCSs where, you know, they get kind of pissed at you with stuff like that. And I said, if it ever becomes like, you know, too much or a pain in the ass or whatever, I said, please let me know. I said, I never want you guys to feel like, you know, you're going to get jammed with something that you can't sell kind of situation, you know. So, I mean, if you pull something for me, I, you know, I fully intend to, to buy it, you know, because it's got to be tough for these guys, especially oh, with the market the way it is be. these days. It's yeah. not like the old days where, you know, if you stiffed them with a Spider-Man, you know, 300 that you'd never, you know, you decided, well, I'm not going to buy it. You know, it's not like they couldn't get rid of it back. Well, in the I day. think there was, days, yeah, you know, yeah, there was only a small like window of time. I don't even think it was a decade where comic shops were like that. You know, comic shops right. were were struggling before that. Then they had like this big boom mm-hmm. and now they're back to, back the, to struggling. The, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I have to go. I have to go to my LCS and get the. I think I'm two episodes of Walking Dead, or episodes, uh, issues of Walking Dead behind. Yeah, that's why, why do Bucks we always so- do that? Mm-hmm. Issues and episodes, yep. they're interchangeable, dude. Well, I think uh, I think Chris was the one that that had coined the term issues, episodes, which I think we should just adopt that. I think that should be across the board from now on. Everything's an issue, so I think that works and, and perfectly. The, this isn't a podcast, but an internet radio show. Internet radio show, yeah. I'm re- I've really actually been trying to wean myself off of an IRS because every time. I, I talk to somebody who doesn't have a clue what podcasts are. I'm like, hey, do you listen to any podcasts? They just have this look like you just asked them, hey, did you just get off the boat from Mars? You know, they they just have that look. So it's like, you know, if you say radio or internet, you know, at least that's a, uh, you know, it's mm-hmm. like suddenly you're speaking the same language again. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's... It's like, is that on the Twitter? It's oh god, no, it's not on the Twitter. Oh man, what are you ancient? I mean, I goggled it right up and I saw what was going on. No, I mean on the for the for the trailer we just released for From Crisis to Crisis for Doomsday, I referred to it as a weekly internet radio show, Mm -hmm. and it actually flows a lot better than podcast. Yep, it does. Um, and, and it does add a, because you know podcast and it's got a homey retro feel to it <laughs> well, well sit down by the did fire did you just call me listen. a homo is that what just happened <laughs> no, oh, I just, no I just called you a homie yo <laughs> <laughs> yo sit down by the fire homie but, you can uh, listen to a radio broadcast no but um, you know podcast came about because for the while there the predominant mp3 player was an ipod Right, and mm-hmm. so it made more sense that it's a podcast. But 
you know, people make fun of the Zune, but people bought them. I have one. I've had one for about six years. It works we just fine. We still get a good chunk of our downloads are off of Zune, so there's a, lot, a bunch of people that have it. Scott has a, I don't know what brand of MP3 player, but a lot of companies started putting out just, you know, a, a pretty basic MP3 player. So, you know, the, the term really doesn't work anymore within the, you know, the right. the way people get their online entertainment. I'm just glad that they finally got to the point where they're so cheap that you can beat the shit out of them now. Yeah. And it's like, if it breaks, it breaks. You know, you buy a brand new and you're out 10 bucks. You know, I love I'm that. I'm actually pretty convinced that I could beat a man to death with my Zune and it would still work because <laughs> I have this thing. But it was really funny. I went to Crystal last night to pick up dinner for the family and I, I was listening to my Zune in the car and I put it on the counter and the girl behind the counter goes, oh, good, somebody else has a Zune. I freaking hate iPods. <laughs> wow, you feel really strong about this girl behind the Crystal counter. Mine is a uh, is a Sansa. What the hell is Samsung? It's a Views, I think, something like uh -huh. that. Um, and it's it's about the size of a Fig Newton, and I I like it. I mean, it's 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 been pretty sturdy for me. I like it because it's not some great big bulky ass thing, and it's not. You know, That's it's what not she said. Difficult. <laughs> <laughs> and, that, and that goes for about the last four or five things you've said too. <laughs> Still the greatest joke ever. Like, just, I mean, at the, starting it, it's about the size of a Fig Newton in every statement <laughs> you made after that. Hi, gang. Big Fig here with that great new dance, the Newton. Hit it, Hal. crawl into a corner and die of embarrassment now. <laughs> I think podcasts have gotten a little little bit of uh publicity sadly enough because Steve Jobs died. So there's yeah. been a lot of people saying, "Well, he was the inventor of the podcast. He invented the podcast." Which I never knew. I'm assuming that's that they're what? accurate when they say that. That's what they say. Steve Jobs invented I the podcast. Never once listened to an episode of the Steve Jobs podcast, I have to say. <laughs> it's all about how awesome Steve Jobs is. That's because so. they're all Steve Jobs podcasts. Wait, 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 wait. No, wait a minute. It couldn't have been a real podcast because Michael Bailey was never on. <laughs> That's true. Podcast until Michael what? Bailey's on your show. What? Good Lord. What is where is that coming from? I mean, it's true, but <laughs> I'm just wondering why you're bringing it up. Because I'm all about ego. That's that's me, right? Oh yeah, we can tell. <laughs> I do notice your your Skype picture is the still the before hair. Darling, give me a hand with hair. Yeah, you're not, I, you're not letting go yet, huh? Well, no, I just haven't. I haven't changed it yet, and 
it's really funny. I, I get a haircut, and one the 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 woman that cut my hair was the one that ran the smart styles that I went to. And I walk in, she goes, "What do you want it to look like?" And I was trying to describe it. A human being. Um. <laughs> He's still smarting from the Fig Newton crack. So. Well, I, was about to, I was about to say, at least I can't braid my back. Uh, <laughs> but uh, no, I walk in. So I show her my driver's license, which was taken several years ago when I had the short hair. And she looks at it. She goes, you really want to do this? Yeah. So she had the most fun cutting all of my hair off. And I walk into work and I swear to God, it's like, it's like, I don't know. Like I look totally different without the long hair and everyone's like, you cut your hair. Like, yeah. So, ah, you look so different. You were the last rebel here, Michael. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it, it, you know, most people were like, it looks nice. And I'm like, you're really saying that in a forced way. And it's making me uncomfortable. The one <laughs> who is most upset about me cutting my hair is my wife. Cause she really liked the long hair, but we're about to have some efficiency experts come in and judge us based on our job. Oh, you and your wife? No. She... Oh, it worked. <laughs> right. Okay, I see. That'd be great. <laughs> Go on. Damn, I could, that was, that's more pressure than I would want in a mirror. Yeah, this, right this is the same. We, we have to move some of these positions around here. Uh, this is, no, yeah, guy, I, think, to... I think we really got this. I, I, I'm not... I'm, I'm, yeah. Get that Kama Sutra, Kama Sutra away from me. No, but, <laughs> but as I like to call them, because it's from Office Space, apparently the Bobs are going to be coming in. So <laughs> I, have, I have to decide how I'm going to act if they ever have like the sit-down interview with you. Because I really don't know how I would act. <laughs> how many people do you ass. think... That's my recommendation. <laughs> Did you say show my ass? Yep. Okay. <laughs> they tend to like confidence, so... There you go. <laughs> That's funny. Just be. Well, you do. You do one of those standard. Yeah, those. Talking about it. The, those standard business moves where you march in and you take a dump right in your hand and you put it out right in front of them and you go, "See this? This don't stink." <laughs> <laughs> then you just walk out and they go, "That's a man of power." That's it. Of I, I, I just, <laughs> call security. I, I want to hear back that one of them said, well, that Mike Bailey is a straight shooter of the first caliber. <laughs> he flung his shit right across the room and <laughs> what the I don't want square to, in the middle. What I don't want to be is the old guy who's like, I talk to the goddamn customers. I have <laughs> people skills. What the hell is wrong with you people? Exactly. <laughs> I, I, I told those I told those fuckers I liked Michael Bolton <laughs> I tell you it would be fun to go in and do that in a job that you just didn't give two shits one way or the other whether they fired you or not and go in and that just should be really, every job, really fuck with them you know just walk in and be like well I'd rather be feared than respected or something you know just just, just totally <laughs> fucking with them just to see the reaction you know <laughs> And talk like Christian Bale, is that what you're saying? <laughs> you know, just walk in and be like, I just want to let you guys know one How day. can I help you today? You you cost me this job, I'll fucking murder the both of you. And then just walk out and just, just, <laughs> just waiting for <laughs> Yeah, we have laws against that, yeah. 
I, I just, uh, I just want Watch to start this, this job, meeting. and they'll be dragging a lake for you. I guarantee it. I just, I just want to start this meeting by saying, I know people that can find everything about you on the internet and shut your credit. So, can I help you, gentlemen, in any way? Exactly. And then call them by their first and last names. Of, of <laughs> Promise Lane. <laughs> lovely wife you have there how's the kid <laughs> it would be a shame if they had to drag the lake for her <laughs> he made the i like that line scott i'm gonna use that line in the future someday that is a great line drag the freaking lake i told somebody i was gonna screw their head off and eat their soul once that i thought that one was pretty good but i like the dragging the lake one better and we got a lake nearby get down your neck <laughs> i like that one too <laughs> I wanted to throw a little um, um, e e um, Evil Dead 2 in there, you know? Hey, I'll swallow your soul! I'll swallow your soul! I'll swallow your soul! <laughs> swallow this. <laughs> exactly. Or, or, you know, I mean, I'm still waiting for my opportunity to call a bunch of people a bunch of primitive screwheads. I say that all <laughs> the time. I uh, I have a new favorite Dilbert strip, by the way, that my father showed me because he clipped it out and said it, saved it. It had Dogbert addressing a bunch of executives, and he says the customer is always right, and we must crush them for their arrogance. <laughs> I, mean, oh. <laughs> I mean, seriously, on Black Friday, I would love to say if one of you fucking primates touches me. <laughs> <laughs> oh my um, god yeah that it's just like uh, uh you ever seen stripes yes <laughs> the name's francis sawyer but everybody calls me psycho any of you guys call me francis and i'll kill you Ooh. <laughs> you just made the list buddy and I don't like nobody touching my stuff. So just keep your meat hooks off. If I catch any of you guys in my stuff, I'll kill you. <laughs> also, I don't like nobody touching me. Now, any of you homos touch me, and I'll kill you. Lighten up, Francis. <laughs> So just keep your meat hooks off. <laughs> and I hear you guys got a good, uh, you know, physical fitness program, which is perfect for me. <laughs> Dude, Lighten Up Francis was like the thing my mom would say when she wanted us to shut up or stop complaining. What was that actor's name? He was fantastic. The, he that, died soon after that, too. The guy that played Francis? I have no idea. No, no, the drill sergeant. The oh. Sergeant Hulka. <laughs> the big toe. Blown up, sir! <laughs> Army training, sir! Army training, sir! Why did the chicken cross the road to get to the other side? I've actually, uh, I'm actually can look over at the box and see. I wish I was a the, the cassettes. Yes, John Larroquette in his first sleaze role, that probably landed him the the night court. Yeah, role. the Dan Fielding role, like right yeah. there. I can, I, I can was, see. Uh, but... I thought it was Star Trek Three that won him the that role. He was a Klingon in Star Trek Three. He was the one. Larroquette. 
Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah, he's the yeah, one where Kurt was. beams up to the ship and he goes, uh, the guy says, uh, I do not deserve to live. And Kirk says, fine, I'll kill you later. That's John Larroquette. Oh, well, that was, that was, yeah, but that was, that was long after Stripes. Yeah, but, but that might have been what really night. got him the, yeah, that yeah. was probably what really got him the. Yeah. But uh, I have the original cassette that I taped at my grandfather's of Stripes. And I should listen to that because I can. I, I I know there's several points where I could actually hear my grandfather chuckling, like semi drunkenly, during during that during especially funny parts of it, but like the Aunt Jemima treatment. But it's got <laughs> and, and the cassette actually has like the words in red, white, white and blue stripes that I cut out of the HBO guide and glued onto my cassette. Oh wow! When I was a kid, yeah. That is um. That is one of the great all-time comedies, uh, especially of that decade. I mean, you not only is it eminently quotable, it's actually a really funny, funny movie. Just just in how they shot it and just seeing Harold Ramis and Bill Murray play off of each other. Well, was... well in that time period, the, <coughs> the kind of, <coughs> pardon me, the kind of characters that Harold Ramis and Bill Murray played they try to do them nowadays, but they can't quite get it right. You know, the the kind of like uh, they're they're not antiheroes, but they're not the they're they're pretty they're flawed human beings. Yeah, they're t- they're real slack. They just really don't care, and they just had such a great chemistry. You know, I I I, I wish there had been more Harold Ramis, Bill Murray. You know, besides Dan the two Ghost Boysters yeah. and 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 uh, Stripes because. And and I, I actually I think uh, Stripes is like Harold Ramis's best role ever. For some reason, he just works perfectly in it. He's just sort of, you know, the sidekick. He's good in anything. He was good in his five minutes of it's good. It's as good as it gets when he played the doctor that Jack Nicholson hired to go take care of Helen Hunt's. I seen that in a long time. Hunt's uh, kid and she, you know like she goes, you know those evil HMO, you know, right. fucking bastards. He goes she goes, "Oh, I'm sorry." He goes, "No, I, I really think that's what they're called." And just the ease with which the yes. line just came out. It's just like that had to be ad-libbed because it's too freaking perfect for mm-hmm. it to be scripted like that. So mm-hmm. He was uh he was the dad it was I think it was a deleted scene but he was the dad in High Fidelity with John Cusack and had a neat little scene too where he almost walked off with the film so it's um they're they're saying Ghostbusters three is a definite thing now um Ackroyd just announced it he said it's definitely going ahead they don't have I don't know yet. it's one of those deals where. I'd like. I, I kind of want it, but I'm so afraid it's going to be, you know, Crystal Skull. You know what I mean? Well, it's going to be I'm one of those things is... where you're going to go and just go. Ooh, yeah, they're just too old to be doing this. You know what I mean? I liked Crystal Skull, but anyway, you know, I mean, I don't know. Well, you see, they they don't have Murray for it yet, but they said we have, you know, we have a part, we have his part written. You know, he's he's in the movie. If we could get him in, we want Bill Murray. The rumor is Bill Murray wants to be in the movie, but he wants to be a ghost. See, I would like he wants to see to be that. Killed right out at the outset, and then he's a ghost through the rest of the movie. That would be that would be awesome. <laughs> that sounds like a great idea. So, we'll we'll see. Yeah, I hope it isn't one of those. The thing that scares me about it is Dan Aykroyd. Is I like Dan Aykroyd and Chevy Chase 
seem to hit some point in their career where, you know, they, I mean, neither of them ever became bad, but they just started um, taking bad roles. And, yeah. You know, Dan Aykroyd, Dan Aykroyd, every once in a while will turn up in a bit part in a movie and be really good as sort of like an old politician or something or a semi-serious role. He was, and Chevy uh, Chase, I don't know what he does anymore, but after his TV show that was He was terrible. a bastard on uh, uh, Law & Order, either Criminal Intent or SVU, where he played this complete racist... And it was just like this real tour de force performance. It's the great thing about Law and Order because Law and Order is where comedic actors go to do their serious work, right? Uh, because who else? John Larroquette uh, had a good uh, turn on Law and Order. Um, what's his name? Daryl Hammond from uh, Center at Live was like a real scumbag in an SVU episode. Uh, and there's a stand-up comedian who's pretty popular today. That was uh, like a John and Kate plus eight type guy on yeah. Criminal Intent, and it was—it's mm. really interesting to see them do that. Both Larry and Balky from uh, from Perfect Strangers were on Criminal Intent. I I've, I've been I just finished up. I'm all caught up with um, Breaking Bad, and Bob Odenkirk from the Mister Show plays a sleazy lawyer on it. And is See, one of the highlights he's just of that funny show. in general. I will. As, as soon as he showed up and they said they showed a TV and he was doing, you know, a sleep, you know, been in a car crash. I was like, oh, God, please let Bob Odenkirk become a character on this and not just a joke ad on TV. And he did. He became a major character on the show. And it was it was great. That's what I've been doing with my time is I just caught up with Breaking Bad. Um, I'm just starting to get caught up with Dexter. Which is going to be cool because uh, from the last Comics Monday Mo- Monthly Monday, uh, Paul Spataro, his friend Romeo, I don't know his last name, but his friend Romeo directed one of the uh, episodes upcoming of uh, upcoming for me. It's already played of uh, Dexter. So I'm looking forward to seeing that. That's that. That's pretty cool. What else has been? Th- there's been just like awesome TV lately. There's been nothing going on in movies. There hasn't well, the it's, only it's, movie it's, I heard anything good about. Yeah, the only good movie I heard I heard a couple people say good things about the Puss in Boots movie. And the Immortals. But, uh, I've heard nothing but good stuff about the Immortals. Are either of you going to go see that? Is that the semi 300? Yeah. Style I've heard terrible things about that. Oh, really? I heard it's all I heard visually there's some beautiful visual stuff, but I hear it's sort of a uh, a warmed over 300 I, uh, I don't know that director has had I haven't seen any of his work but I've heard he's like really crazy and visionary sort of Terry Gilliam style so but I heard this movie was like zero it was all style and no substance well this is where the movie won me over and actually why I want to see it because in the ad on television it actually said do you want to see a movie where a bunch of guys are fighting and sexy women walk around I'm like okay they're honest. I'll go see it. Because <laughs> it's when they try to make it all arty and make the trailer seem like it's the most important film ever, and it turns out to be a big slam fest that I get upset. When they're from the outset going, yeah, we're just here for eye candy, I have nothing but respect for that. 
because you're you're targeting your audience and doing a good job of it. So Well, I'm wondering what happened with that Conan movie. I'm starting to get a feeling that maybe that Conan movie might be worth checking out. It sort of dropped out. I didn't hear many He's good reports about looking. it. Yeah, he was really good in Game of Thrones, though. So that's sort of where I became biased towards that. But the the the, the Conan movie and the Straw Dogs remake were both movies that I was greeting with hostility. And now I'm kind of curious about. Now I'm kind of thinking they might be they might be some decent like bloodbath exploit you know exploiters, that that might be a good fun. You know, just sort of sloppy, empty calorie view. So I'm I might I might check those out for an upcoming empty maybe five minute view. freak. You know, something that's just yeah, something that's just fun that. You know, I mean, really, the when the first Conan movie came out, I remember Scott and I were very, like, we uh, we sat up and watched it with his dad, and I think we mostly watched it because it's fun to watch a movie with your dad, and what, weren't we just like, hopefully there'll be some nudity and there's really nothing else on in, on TV? I'm and not, yeah, I'm not sure why we got sucked into that. Because um, we were, we were, that was not our kind of movie. No, you know what I mean? not at all. Even though it was based on a comic character, the sword and sorcery thing was like something I remember we were not really interested in. And we got sucked into that movie, I remember. And it was, you know, it wasn't this, it was just a good, bloody, ridiculous fight, you know, and with sex fighting and. Sex fighting? James Dr- Sex fighting. <laughs> Sex, comma, fighting, James Earl Jones, you know, snake arrows and witches getting chucked into the fire and stuff. And plus with the before the days of DVD commentary, we had Scott's dad to entertain us through. Oh, if anybody goes to the Two True Freaks forum, I just posted this hilarious video. I thought it was someone doing a parody of an audio commentary, but Scott... Whenever we do an audio commentary, and we're always worried about whether we really have anything to add to these movies, and it usually works out when we do it, all you have to do is go get the Total Recall one and listen to Verhoeven and, and, this uh, is and the Arnold scene Schwartz. That, and a, this is the yeah. scene that happens after the previous scene and comes to <laughs> the next scene. He's like, look, this is the part where it's literally, I thought, at first I thought it was somebody just making fun of Arnold, but then I'm like, no, that's really his voice, or whoever's doing the impression is really good. But then I heard Verhoeven talking in his thick Dutch accent. I think he's Dutch, you know, but his Yes, in the background, and I'm like, oh my God. And he's just describing verbatim what's good. This is the part where. I pull pull the thing out of my nose, and people go, "Oh my God!" You know, and they pull it out of his nose, and it's. I watch this ten minute edit of just like you know all the <laughs> this. This seems very funny because you see, you see, I'm an old lady, and they don't know I'm an old lady, but I'm in there now. Now you see the 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 mouth is malfunction, and it's just like pain. <laughs> And you can tell he thinks this is he thinks he's, you know, dishing the gold at, at that point, you know. It's See, we need to do a commentary like that where we just all do it in our Just describe it. <laughs> this now, is the this... part of the monster squad where the wolfman gets kicked in the nods. Yeah, it tells him to kick him in the nuts. Oh dude, and then he kicks him right in the nuts. I wanna pick something oh. sometime and and just 
about 20 minutes in go completely off the rails and like oh this is the part where his head comes out and you're and you're doing a you know like a commentary for like you know the charlie brown christmas special you know something where you, you're just you know, saying shit that where, doesn't this even is the happen part where that and... cop comes and totally sprays mace in charlie brown's face <laughs> How about this? We'll we'll just take five movies and we'll cut about 20, 30 minutes out of each, 20 minutes out of each movie and tack them together and do a commentary and see if people can figure out what you know that we, we've that gone idea. from we've gone from Evil Dead Part Two to Gone with the Wind, you know, and oh, dude, now he's got the sh- now he's just sawed his hand off. All right, he's carrying her down the stairs, and, and the, it's a big staircase. That's a big-ass staircase. What, you, what does he mean what, he doesn't give a damn? Well, if he doesn't give a damn, why did I watch this movie? Why would yeah, I even exactly. give a damn? Why do they wait till the whole end of the movie to tell us that they don't give a damn? Dude, have like- Get it over in the first ten minutes. I can go home and do something productive. <laughs> like surf porn. <laughs> All right, well, we'll put that in the to-do list. Every five minutes, I'll just pick a a, a girl that was in a Nightmare on Elm Street film and just say she was hot. (laughs) Dude, we're watching Driving Miss Daisy now. (laughs) Jessica Tandy is hot. I wonder if we could test our viewers. If you want to fuck the Crypt Keeper, I mean. (laughs) Yeah. Our, our viewers have listened to us read the phone book, but would they listen to an audio commentary of Driving Miss Daisy with, <laughs> with Scott and I? <laughs> I, 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 think, I, I think ah, Dan Aykroyd. the phone book thing was, was definitely the oh, right. test of, you know, how, how much, pretty much just pure shit would they put up with. And people raved about it. So I think we've pretty much got carte blanche to do whatever the hell we want to. All right. So we're going to have to think of that. We're going to have to think long and hard about what, what we want to do with that. <laughs> but, hey, there's – speaking of audio commentaries, we got to – that's sort of – we're going to have some audio commentaries. Listen to you with the segues. Awesome. Aren't nice. I good? That was smooth, dude. Yeah, it was smooth. It would have been even smoother if you guys didn't call attention to it. <laughs> no, you see, that's funny. Oh, yeah. Okay, so we'll go from smooth to funny. All right, instead of just smooth, I'll, that's I'll, what she I'll, said. I'll take that. Yeah, I was just gonna <laughs> say that. Damn it! <laughs> uh, story of my life. Yeah. From smooth to funny, the Chris Honeywell story. <laughs> what would be our different biography titles? The fuck you looking at? <laughs> Scott Gardner story. <laughs> you have one phone call. It's not <laughs> the Chris Honeywell story. It's, it's not my. It's not a mullet. The Michael Palin. <laughs> yeah, I love that, <laughs> dude. That's that's my line the monkey thing. I found people will say that to me just to hear me get upset. So on the last FCTC that I recorded, I basically said, "You can say it. I'm not going to respond because <laughs> I'm tired of arguing the point." So. I don't know. I'd have to. Th- I'd have to think long and hard about that. But I, I think. Uh, I think one that's definitely in, in the top five would be. Hey, you can fool all of the people all of the time. <laughs> <laughs> I another one in that theme. I. I don't know. I'm sort of thinking. I'm sort of leaning towards you have the right to remain silent too, because a lot of people do tell me to shut up, um, <laughs> and, and that would. That might be more appropriate in the. In the. <laughs> for a title i don't know maybe that'll be the sequel 
See, mine all sound like self-help books. Like, hey, you can go fuck yourself. <laughs> My third book will be... Uh... <laughs> you know, it's funny that you mentioned that. 50 cheap and easy ways to go fuck yourself. <laughs> See, it, Fucking it, yourself on $5 a day by Scott Gardner. It's, uh, it's funny you say that because I was seriously contemplating at work the other day like going on a huge weight loss program and basically using that to become a self-help motiva- motivational speaker <laughs> and really rake in the cash. Like start out at like hotels and stuff, but then get a book published and start on a national tour where I appear on like Good Morning America and stuff and just rake in the freaking cash and then disappear. You mean like you lose so much weight you actually have negative weight and you disappear or just like you mean take the... Take the money and run, disappear. Take the money and run. <laughs> All right. I would be that sounds a, like a good Is that an Eagles song or who, who did it take the money and run? Oh, Steve Miller. Yeah, Steve Miller did. Okay. Are you telling me that the same people that did Abracadabra did... I want to reach the... out and grab you. Oh, yep. Jesus. <laughs> One that of song used to make my like mother want to shoot herself. Yeah, she used to... <laughs> She couldn't change the <laughs> dial fast enough when that song used to come on. Yeah, I, this I, is I, the stupidest song ever. We used to sing <laughs> "Want to Reach Out and Slap You," and then you'd get it <laughs> upside the head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, what was the song that? What was that song that I love? It was a uh, "Ain't Nothing Gonna Break My Stride" was on a Depends commercial. Oh God, Howard John, really? <laughs> Howard I'm Jones? Not, I'm not. Oh, even no, not kidding. Howard Jones. Who was that? My sister used to have the forty-five. I used to hate that song because he said "break it." He said "nothing." Breaking my stride. I'm like, I'm gonna break your face. You don't stop saying "breaking my stride." You better keep on moving. Oh God. Yeah. That that era of time, a lot of people look back on the music that fondly, but there was a lot of really like. I mean, it's fun now to sort of remember those songs, but they're, yeah, oh boy. Yeah, not not exactly the pinnacle of, uh, uh, I mean, there were, like you said, there was some good music back then, and there's some music I listen to now and, and still kind of dig, uh, you know, I am, I'm a sucker for the St. Elmo's Fire theme for some reason, I have no idea why. Oh. It's a terrible song. It's also the creepiest music video ever. Because at the end of the video, the the guy who sang the song is like singing to the cast, but there's yes. just walking up and singing to them. And I have never seen six people look that uncomfortable. And they were in the room <laughs> with Rob Lowe. That was that was in the days of those those weird movie videos, yeah. you know, movie tie-in videos. I remember remember the Phil Collins one for the. It was a uh, uh, what was it? Um, how can you just let? Oh, um. Against all odds. Against all odds, yeah. They had that that overwrought video with Jeff, you know, all the scenes with Jeff Bridges in it and stuff, and then Phil Collins, who could never look like, you know, the romantic, you know, it's like, you don't show Phil Collins singing a romantic song, so you just should have his voice, okay, but... Well, there, there, there were, you know, several modes of movie videos. Either they would just show clips from the film, like Footloose never had Kenny Loggins in the video. Right, right. It was uh, just a quick edit of of 
the movie. And my sister was really pissed because they show him doing like the gymnastics and stuff. And my eldest sister Mary's like, that's not the song they play in the movie and this. That's when they, they play another song. That Why are they doing this? So, Well, the, the one that I remember the most was the flash dance, what a feeling one, because, oh my God, never were butt cheeks, wet butt cheeks ever featured so prominently on a music video. I mean, nowadays, yes. hey, you know, what's a music video without butt cheeks? But boy, oh boy, that was an awesome I mean, video. My first single was like, you know, the video <laughs> for it was fun. No, but, or they would have like, like clips of the mu- uh, of the movie, like like with the Against All Odds or that weird Saint Elmo's Fire. It's like videos in the 80s, they didn't know what they were really doing. But everything was so, but it was still just so cool because you were just so damn happy to have MTV. I mean, it's just like thank God, like we ever really needed it. I mean, before that, the the closest thing I remember was um, HBO's Video Jukebox. Video Jukebox was awesome. Where I, I got to it. see um, the Flash Gordon video for the first time. For the, oh, for the I main don't know if I've ever seen that. I don't know if I, I'm, I might have to go look that up. That sounds uh, that sounds like a little slice of awesome. Speaking of MTV, have you guys seen the new Beavis and Butthead yet? No, no, I have not. No, oh, I was, you guys got to get the on it. So, oh, well, I know Scott did. I was a uh, huge Beavis. I still am a huge Beavis and Butthead. Well, I can't. Fan. I can't wait for you to see this because it has. It's. It's. It's just. It's there. It's just like it was. If anything, it's better because now they've got, um, you know, preg- 16 and pregnant and Jersey Shore to have Beavis and Butthead <laughs> come in. And Beavis and Butthead, and they had one like I'm a porn addict, you know, some show I'm a teenage porn addict. And to ha- hear Beavis and Butthead doing commentary on that is just, that's, it's just wonderful. It's it's an inspiration, and finally, that you know the, the the only things that they do that are sort of self-aware are awesome, which is they get to mention all the things that they were not allowed to to say before on MTV. Like in the first, I think it's the first episode. Beavis just goes off and fire, 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 set it on fire, and we can take that and burn it and with fire. That's and, cool. Yeah, and, that's. Uh, Good. And there's there's a one episode where they couldn't say they couldn't say Mexicans or lesbians, so they say Mexicans and lesbians you know a million times in the episode. No, because I, I remember getting into near screaming matches at school with people who were like they should censor that, and I was just like, are you crazy? Some kid burns down their trailer because they were watching Beavis and Butthead. The fault there lies squarely on the shoulders of the parents who obviously weren't around to stop their child from burning down their home. Well, not to mention that the lie was put to that story anyway, that it was all bullshit made up by somebody who had a political axe to grind at the time that yeah. the kid, yeah. you know, it had absolutely nothing to do with Beavis that, and Butthead. That always, that stuff always happens because when this, in the it, when it was Dungeons and Dragons there was this kid that actually lived down the road from Scott, down the road that Scott used to live on when you were on, what was it, West End Avenue? Who are you talking about? I'm trying to remember his name. Remember he shot his friend, he killed his friend. He shot his friend in the head. They were playing around with his dad's gun. 
and I do and not the, remember this. The gun went. He lived in um, where the paper mill was, Deferriot, and uh, he he was playing. And he he was a few. He was like two years younger than us, two or three years younger than us. And he was, they, you know, they were playing around with the gun. It went off, shot his friend in the head, and um, you know that that you know they arrested him, but you know it was a weird scene because he was you know a ten year old kid or something like that. And the first thing they found was his Atari 2600, and it had the game Adventure in it. Right. And they equated that to Dungeons and & Dragons. And then all of a sudden it was like, did Dungeons & Dragons make this kid shoot his friend in the head? Oh, for Christ's and, sake. And then, oh, like, he God. had a, this, you know, he was in the jail cell, and it was this big deal. And every 10 minutes his story was different because somebody would say, hey, were you playing Dungeons and Dragons before? Yeah, yeah, I was playing Dungeons and Dragons before. And then once he said, I was fantasizing that I was going to be, you know, out shooting deer and I accidentally pulled the trigger, you know. He came up with a million different excuses because it was probably just like we were dicking around and the gun went off, you know. But it, they're trying it's to a find tragedy. something. To, it's really bad that it's it terrible. Happened, but really, yeah. it's that fucking simple. So. Yeah, and and really, at, at at the core of it, the 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 core problem was that there was a loaded gun hanging around his house. You know that his father didn't keep his gun safe. Well, you well, know, not, I mean, well, to to counter that and not to get into a big debate, obviously the father did not teach the kid good proper gun right. safety either right so right. There, there's one or two ways that that could have gone so i don't you know well there's you know i mean if you I'm, I'm all for having a gun but you know if you if you have a gun and a kid and you don't have your kid trained you keep the ammo out of the gun oh locked, I, I will agree with that locked up somewhere else you yeah. know you you put it because you know the kid's going to get into the gun at, at some point anyway because the kid's going to get into everything in your goddamn house <laughs> at some point in time. So <laughs> they're going to toss it, that. I did anyway. Bugs. Yeah. So. so you just make it so they can't get the bullets, and so okay, so they can get the gun, and hopefully you'll catch them with it, and you can yell at them or something, and then when they're old enough, take them out to the shooting range and teach them how to load it and unload it and be safe with it. But yeah, I mean, but... I mean really what's the worst that's going to happen to you. If you play dungeons and dragons, you won't lose your virginity till you're 27. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. that's like, that's like your worst. There are things scenario. far worse than dying. Yeah. Did you guys ever hear of the dead alewives? They were uh, a comedy troupe that did kind of like fire sign theater type skits. Oh, uh, and they did one about they did two about Dungeons and Dragons that were freaking hilarious. Look, I'm sure it's on YouTube, but uh, I mean, just like we are going now live to a, a, a an actual Dungeons and Dragons gaming session. So you got a guy, you got a guy in the background. You got any Mountain Dew? Yeah, exactly. And well, I remember there there were you know, there what was it mazes and monsters, and there were all these you know all this panic about it. But you know the thing is, I knew the people who were playing Dungeons and Dragons, and it was just like, how the hell are they turning those people into like satanic yeah. you know, dupes or something? You know, they, oh, shit. <laughs> I mean, we're talking about kids that are probably a little socially awkward and highly intelligent. You're talking about I mean, the kids that are less likely to get into drugs and alcohol and and fights and stuff like that. They're they're literally they're playing Dungeons and Dragons and drinking Mountain Dew and eating chips. You know, they're, I mean, shit, dude, getting them loaded and putting them in a party situation is probably the best thing for them. <laughs> <laughs> no, 
no, seriously, dude, get out of the house. Really? No. I mean, and I, and I have no problems. I never got into, I, I was never a gamer like that. I, I never, yeah, I I've, neither. I've played role-playing games and I was involved in a few, uh, vampire campaigns when that game was really, uh, popular at a comic shop that I went to and then with some friends when I moved down here to Georgia, but I just don't have the patience for role-playing games. Yeah. That's why, I, um, it's why I don't really like the, the video game versions, even though RPG games and video games are a little different than, uh, than the, uh, dice and paper. versions. It, it all depends on the game. Cause yeah, I, I always felt that way too, that, you know, cause we, we tried a couple of times to get into role-playing games. Cause I had the, uh, the you Indiana the one who Jones. Would, yeah. And you would, you gave a, the good college try to get everybody corralled yeah but it was hard to keep everybody's interest you it know? was well it took forever just to i mean because i remember we played indiana jones and the temple of doom was mm -hmm. one of the modules i had and mm -hmm. we played that and i think we played for something like six hours and didn't even get out of the obi-wan lounge mm -hmm. you know it was like jesus christ this, you know we'll be 50 before we get to the end <laughs> of the movie you know it was ridiculous that plus the fact that I couldn't play because somebody has to be the DM, you know. Right. So and that that started to wear. Well, you on had me to be the DM with Randy there, who was just like you who know. Who didn't it, take it? Yeah, he didn't didn't take it seriously, and all he wanted to do was was constantly undermine bored, it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The minute he got bored, which was like five minutes in, you know, then he just wanted to derail it. And so I tried not to get frustrated and, and just go with, you know, the good nature of the thing. But, yeah, that coupled with the fact that I knew, well, I'm never going to get to play because nobody else wanted to DM. It was I, I quickly lost interest, although I, um, you know, I had that and I continued to buy modules just because it was interesting. You know, I mean, right. I can totally understand the people that, um, you know, like Shag, who's really into. The stuff, um, but not the, playing the, with it. Yeah, the, the Star Wars ones. Because, you know, if I ever have the opportunity to pick up that Star Wars stuff on the cheap, I'll definitely snag it up because um, I've recently come to realize that a whole hell of a lot of the, the Star Wars EU was informed by the game stuff. It's really the game stuff that created mm -hmm. the backstory of Star Wars, you know, after Return of the Jedi, which I I just, I never really knew that. You know, I figured it was kind of off in left field and they were just making up their own shit. But a lot of it became embraced and became canon. So, yeah, in, in a weird kind of way, I kind of regret that I didn't get into it even if we never actually played just to get into it, just for the info that was there, you know? Yeah, buying that stuff new is expensive, though. Yeah. I've oh. gotten stuff at Garage. I got a whole, um, you know, like, card book. Somebody had kept a note, you know, one of those books with sleeves full of, of all the cards for the Star Wars card game, mm -hmm. which I have no interest in playing. You know, it's probably a variation of the Pokemon-type yeah. game, you know, where you're, you're, which... Um, Somewhere. But I love looking at those. I love looking through those cards. And, oh yeah, you know, yeah. Somewhere I have a complete set of the uh, the next gen uh, card game that was out mm. somewhere because I remember when we put them on clearance at uh, Suncoast, I bought a a box yeah. and got at least one complete set out of them. And you know, like you say, they're great just for the pictures. I mean, the the, the yeah. artwork alone was beautiful and everything. But yeah, I never. Uh, those card game things, they just look to be about the most boring thing. But uh, well, well, I've Mike never been a card game player uh, anyway. 
Do you guys remember Overpower? Yeah. No. I bought an entire a box of starter decks and a and a box of booster packs for ten bucks off of eBay about nine years ago and 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 took them all out and the artwork kind of sucks but it was just kind of neat to get it so damn cheap because you can buy those things now for nothing you really can but the uh and i killed the conversation i apologize no no not at all because uh you 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 were talking about you know the video games um most of the time I'm not really you know all that crazy about the the video game versions of those either but there have been some good ones cuz uh I thought that the uh the two X-Men uh role playing games like that the uh X-Men Legends I thought those were both phenomenal games did you play either of those No I never got a chance to It's it you know it's that team based um, I mean, I guess it's considered to be an RPG, but I like that. You know, it's where you know you you do different battles and build the characters, and you know you can make them sort of unique. You know, as they keep getting level up, you know, power up type of things. Were we so playing I that like when that. I came to visit you? We were probably playing something like we were. We were probably playing the Marvel one by mm-hmm. that point. The what is it, Marvel? Shit, is it Ultimate, oh, Alliance? Ultimate Marvel? Ultimate, yeah, um, Ultimate Alliance. I have played that. That's a that. great game too. That's a lot of fun. Yeah. Running around a shield helicarrier for an hour oh, for yeah. days. Yeah, that's it. It is it's a lot of fun. I, what's really interesting with those kind of games is, uh, you know, really putting the effort in to try to find the character that that really suits you best as far as like the powers you like to have. And it's weird because almost every time the character that I'll latch onto going, Ooh, yeah, I want to be this guy is not the guy, the one I end up finishing the game with. Cause I'll find somebody else that I'm like, wow, you know, I never really considered this character all that cool, but his, his power sets awesome. Like I played through, I think it was X-Men legends two was the one that had one of the playable characters was the Scarlet witch who I've always thought sucked. But she was awesome in that game. She had one of the best power sets because you could get to a certain level in that where she was so powerful that she would could basically walk into a room and make everything that was breakable explode. And you'd just get, you know, all these power-ups and you know all the you know all the little energy things and all that just by walking into a room and she'd cast a spell that would just make everything Try everybody. blow the fuck yeah. up. It was awesome. I mean she was a really good character. Like Johnny Storm was sort of had that sort of role in uh, in Ultimate Alliance, where you could you had a, a power called uh, I think it was called Spontaneous Combustion, where you could just you know use this power and like stuff would just blow up. It was just cool. I like stuff. I like blow you know stuff that blows up. Anyway. Yeah, like yeah, we've noticed. <laughs> I've seen that trend. <laughs> If you, and... if you could if you could dip your video games in gasoline and still have them playable you'd probably you do go. so <laughs> and then somehow manage not to blow yourself up the two things that i think every video game needs is the ability to just you know push down and like a and shit blows up and then i think every single video game should have uh the unzip and piss on your opponent feature that Postal 2 had. I still think that was the... <laughs> that was I, awesome. Uh, I also want to put a, a rule out there that I swear to God, 
if you have a video game that has either the Hulk or Sp- Superman in it, and you make it that somebody can shoot them and it takes away their life, yes. that you automatically be killed. <laughs> because No, because my wife got me for my birthday uh, in 2004, she got me the PlayStation 2 Hulk game based on the movie with mm-hmm. Eric Bana doing the voice. Yes. And- and I played it for, I mean, I beat the game, but the only reason I beat the game is I got good and pissed at the fact that I had to spend an entire level sneaking around as Bruce Banner mm-hmm. and going, you know what, to hell with this, there's got to be a cheat code. So basically I put myself on the invulnerable can't kill and just <laughs> ran through that game just breaking everything. Dude, the, the game you want for Hulk is um, Ultimate Destruction. Ultimate Destruction, yeah, because it's pretty much you just going. That's on the a one you had fashion. me play, yeah. right? It, yes. Yeah, it's that is just a, a Hulk. That's where you pick up people by their legs and you and just chuck fling them into the shit, distance. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, that the up that until that game, I, I I completely agree with you, Mike. It's like what the hell is it with that? There's been like a million Hulk. And Superman games, in every single one of them, the two most power, arguably the two most powerful guys in all comics, were complete and utter pussies. What the hell was up with that? It's like I'm Superman, goddammit. I mean, <laughs> shooting him in the, you know, in the back of the head shouldn't do anything to him. And instead, there were some well, games where he'd, he'd we've get, seen bullets bounce off his eyeballs in the right. movies. Well, you know. that and uh, you know the the ones where uh, you know. He might be good and powerful, but he could only use one power at a time. I'm like, what the hell is he, Ultra Boy? Why? What is this one power at a time bullshit? You know? So I mean, yeah, I'm... if he, if it's Superman, and I think the Superman Returns game did this, and Shadow of Apocalypse did this to a certain extent. But really, if you're gonna one, if you're gonna have his life go down, put him up against somebody like Mongol or Darkseid right. or something like that, or Metallo, but. Have it be activity-based, meaning you have to save a certain number of people in an allotted amount of time using your superpowers, because that's more of something that's Superman Superman's, would... Uh, yeah, yeah, that's his enemy, is time. <laughs> so yeah, Time and space are the only things that can really get Superman. I got the uh, Superman Returns PlayStation 2 game off of eBay for literally, with shipping, $5. And I popped it in, and I was just like, I spent the entire first round, like, heat-visioning meteors. And I'm like, this is boring. So then, finally, I get into War World, which I was like, what? (laughs) Really? War World? Okay, well, let's, let's do that. And I ended up, like, fighting this guy and getting completely bored with that. And it's just like, can we do something more Superman-ish? Can I fly? And yeah use super strength and stuff because at least with shadow of apocalypse which is my personal favorite superman game right now I at least with play that one i was see i had the same problem with that game i thought it was really boring and it was a whole lot of either flying around or zapping shit with your heat vision and that was about it i was like okay you know i plus you know part of the problem with that is i wish it had been a little more um Hulk Ultimate Destruction style where you pretty much lived in a in a completely breakable world. You know, to where if you wanted to be super asshole man, you could just fly around and like <laughs> blow cars up and shit. Yeah, the red bomber or whatever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you could I you know, I, I it continues to amaze me that games get more and more sophisticated 
where you've got games like, you know, the Grand Theft Auto and Saints Row and stuff like that, where in those games, pretty much anything is fair game. But then you come out with these superhero games that are still, you know, like a Hulk game where, you know, only certain things are breakable. It's like, no, he's the freaking Hulk. He should be able to <laughs> level skyscrapers. And yeah, shit. exactly. And they're getting to that point because I've seen Logan. He was playing the one that was based on the last Hulk movie. And that was like that. I mean, it, from what I saw, it looked like pretty pretty much anything in that game was fair game for the Hulk to just break. And I was like, now that's a damn good video game right and there. With that, yeah. And with that, it it becomes a skill thing where you have to go through, you have to defeat the bad guy, but there can be no unnecessary collateral damage. Right, yeah. Yes. Yeah, you get bonus points for the less you destroy. Right, well, that's and how the more you get accomplished. That's why I still say that one of the best comic book video games of all time was um, Freedom Force, because Freedom Force was exactly that. That yeah, you know, absolutely anything in this game was breakable. Everything's fair game, but be warned that if you trash too much of the city, the popular opinion turns against you, and then the next thing you know, you're having prob- uh, trouble. Uh, you know, raising your your prestige points that you need to progress in the game and stuff like that. So it was a very clever system of, yeah, you know, you you couldn't just go out and be a, a, a team of super powered assholes that just you know leveled the place. You had to kind of watch your your collateral damage as much as possible. And I like that. It was a nice balance to where, yeah, you know, if a couple of buildings got knocked down in the process, okay. But as long as the the bulk of the city was still standing. Yeah, the public feels it's thinks it's kind of cool to see a building go down every once in a while, <laughs> but just don't make a habit out. Right, of it. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it shut off, shut off in their block for a week because you and Dildo Man were having like a massive battle. It's just like, no, I hate that superhero guy. He's a d bag. So, did you ever play that, Mike? I played a little bit of it. I really liked the game. That's a great, great. I just game. loved the patriotic-looking hero in that game. I just, uh, yeah. Oh, what was a uh, minute? Was it Minuteman? Something like that, or Spirit of Spirit of Liberty, or something like that. Yeah, because he looked like yeah. Spirit of '76. Yes, yeah. From Marvel, and I just like, I just thought it was a neat. All the character designs in that game were awesome, mm-hmm. and I, I, most of them, yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, they were very Kirby-ish in a good way. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, I got to play a little bit of it because one of my sisters gave it to me for the PC. And I ran around and played and had fun with it for, for a little while. But I get, I, I'm like, with computer and video games, it's like, ooh, ooh, I'm a stormtrooper and I'm running through. Squirrel! Yep. Hi there. Well, see, that's another one that that I would I would harken back to with the you know with the unzip feature. How awesome would it be to be Kyle Katarn running through you know star destroyers and stuff, and you get cornered by you know the the stormtrooper death squad? You don't have a blaster, you don't have your lightsaber, whatever, because you just escaped from the detention cell. So you just unzip and piss on the stormtroopers, and they're like. Oh, dude! <laughs> You're just I, stuck uh, on that unzip and piss thing, man. I'm yeah, telling you, man. Say, you drinking Mountain Dew or something? No, I'm just saying that was an awesome, awesome feature of that game that I think every video game should have. Every every controller should just have an unzip and piss button on it, <laughs> yeah, exactly. probably. It should be like a big zipper that you just go... <laughs> right down the side, yep. <laughs> I haven't played a console, you know, or a 
you know, video. The only video games I've played on have been on my iPod, like in the last year. My, so you like Angry Birds, eh? I was playing Angry Birds today. Although I've finished all the Angry Birds I have, I'm just sort of going through and trying to do better on it, though. But uh, yeah, my roommates are just playing the new Zelda game right now. They're all obsessed with that. So just got time for video games for podcast. I know. Fucking five minutes. <laughs> Oh, you know, I remembered what I wanted to talk to about on this. I talked about this on the forum, but, you know, I know a lot of people didn't see it. I had the most awesome um, nostalgia um, sort of confirmation that I'm not crazy moment that that was well, like we'll 30, be the 30, years in the, 30 years in the making. Well, I just remember back when I was, I mean... I think we moved out of this house. We moved out of that house before I ended up going to school. So it was before kindergarten. So I must have been like there till I was four. And I remember watching TV and uh, seeing some movie. It, it was, it, I mean, I was sucked in. It had this sort of afternoon after school special feel to it. But it, all I remembered, it was a kid and he had a bike and he went to a construction site and he met a rock and the rock took him down underneath the earth and say, and had a really gruff voice and sang a song about a rock bottom road. Do you know the way back? <laughs> I know this planet inside out. Hey, look me up and let me steer. We're going to take a ride you'll never forget. You stick with me, kid. Rock or the rover won't steer you wrong. Just call me Rocco the Rover with a heart made of gold. And I ramble like a rolling stone. <laughs> I know a shortcut out, a little roundabout. It's a secret hidden trail of my own. <laughs> yeah. Well, we take the midnight ride down the rock bottom road. <laughs> bump, deep, bump, deep, bump, bump, bump. You got nothing. I almost hear the music to it in my head. And this is one of those weird things where, you know, you, you see something when you're a little kid and you think, did I really see that? You know, because it's not like, you know, the, you know, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer or something that everybody remembers from a little kid. You know, everybody, do you guys remember this? And most people are just like, I don't know what the hell you're talking about at all. And then I had this memory of in my young 20s, Going in Watertown, there was a sort of thrift store place that was there for maybe like a few months, and it was used books and stuff. And I found a video tape that I that had that movie on it, and I saw it, and I was like, I was right. And then I don't know what happened to that videotape. And and so here, 20 years later from that. I'm thinking to myself, was I crazy then? Do I de did is that memory even accurate? Well, it's one of those weird things, and you know, this just shows how slowly my brain works. But um, one day I wanted, did you got, you might remember this from Video Jukebox or the HBO shorts they used to play. They used to play it on HBO all the time. It was called Cockabooty. Cockabooty in the toilet. Yes, it's a cockabooty. It's cock a booty I, in the toilet. I saw that on HBO, and and uh, 
and when I was when it, when they used to show little clips between movies, and I thought that it was like the animators basically sound like they just took a tape deck and left it running with their two little. And one daughter was like, yeah. was like old enough to talk in sentences, and the other one was like a couple years behind her. And as they just sort of did their little kid thing, and then they animated around it and sort of improvised around what the kids were making up. And it was awesome. And the cockabooty was a rubber duck. And like mm-hmm. the, it was a rubber duck in a toilet. And, and, um, and I was just like, I want to see cockabooty. So I look up cockabooty on YouTube. And then, you know, I go to bed and I wake up the next morning and I'm thinking to myself, you know, back in my, when I was 20 years old, I think Kakabooty was on the. I remember seeing the video of Kakabooty. Maybe I bought the video of Kakabooty, and the same people who made Kakabooty made that rock video. That's how I saw it. Maybe they were on the same tape. So I look up the name of the people who made it, and it, their names were uh, John and Faith Hubley. And they'd both been animators on their own, but they got married, and they did all these video or animations together until i think he died first but she had breast cancer but she lived for like 20 years with breast cancer and those two little girls from kakabooty one of them does animations now so you know i look up go you know instantly it's like imdb wiki you can go look it up i look up and i see there's one of their movies is called um dig and i'm like that sounds like it might be uh um you know a good good um possibility so i look it up sure enough there it is and uh i'm watching this movie and it's almost exactly like i remember it's just one of those eerie eerie things where you haven't seen something in 20 30 years that was that's almost like a remembered dream you know and uh i just sort of rediscovered these two they, these guys were also they did the videos like crazy for the electric company so letterman mm-hmm. All the Letterman videos were by these guys. Um, How about the letter? Pe- I, I've seen letter people videos. No, that's uh, that's all me. The letter people. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 I'm just. <laughs> this was now. I. Oh, it was like Joan Rivers was the the narrator in it. You know, faster than a rolling O, more powerful than yeah. the. Yeah. It's letter, and it was Gene Wilder was the voice of Letterman. Faster than a rolling O. Stronger than silent E. Able to leap capital T in a single bound. It's a word. It's a plan. It's Letterman. I'm Letterman. Help. I'll save you. Thank you. Remember those creepy electric company ads, cartoons that were sort of a parody of 2001? You know, where you'd have the giant monolith and then it would crack and all the little aliens would run away and... It would right. crack into, you know, two letters, and then it would, you know, L and O, and it would go low, and they'd all go, ah, and run away. That was them. And I just want to say, if you have kids, go on to, go on to YouTube and YouTube John and Faith Hubley, H-U-B-L-E-Y, and uh, just show these videos to your kids. They will, I mean, it's... It's so weird. They don't they don't do stuff like any, this anymore, you know. Make, you know, just a half-hour animation that's educational but at the same time not like cheesy educational. It's actually fun and kind of complex and creepy, 
you know it's it's kind of you know it, it treats the kids as intelligent and they just don't make stuff like that they there aren't people who are just like making neat animations for kids that are with a lot of time and thought put into them you know i think these guys at some point were probably getting funded by the government or you know and then they got and then that moved them into getting paid by the electric company and stuff but as i was watching all these movies i was like man you could keep your kids busy for hours with this and actually uh enrich their lives and you'd probably get hooked on them yourself you know it's funny that you mentioned that cuz cuz it brings up two two things that i have just rediscovered recently uh y'all remember dot and the kangaroo no uh, it was a movie it was shown on hbo a thousand times but it was basically somebody went into the australian outback and filmed like nature basically mm-hmm. and then they animated this little girl and a kangaroo and all these other animals it's a movie I watched a thousand times when I was a kid on HBO. I've never heard of that. That sounds actually fascinating. So not all, but I so I wikied it just to see, hey, you know, WTF? Does did this thing actually happen? And it did, and it turned out there was like eight sequels to it. So I was like, holy crap! But uh, the funny thing about the internet is that you know we always joke. Uh, I joke, and I've heard you guys joke, so that's why I say we always joke. Uh, that basically, you can find anything you want on YouTube. You know, if you're yes. looking for it, and you play with the search menu options, and uh, for example, if you don't write Return of the Jedi, uh, whatever those things were that you uh that we we couldn't find the ad for after a while scott presto magic presto magic but if you write Ah. presto magic rotj Mm -hmm. it pops up so when i was about 13 years old it was a saturday afternoon and i was sitting there reading the early issues of the wally west flash series that i borrowed from a friend and i went into my sister's room to find something to listen to because Ginny and Jane always had the more the the interesting music. And I heard this song and I really really liked it and it's been stuck in my head since then, but I can never find it. And it only occurred to me a couple of weeks ago to say, "Hey, I wonder if I google those lyrics if it'll pop up and 30 seconds later I'm watching the video." Mm-hmm. And that's when I felt incredibly stupid that there are still things that I think, "Did that actually happen?" and I don't think to go and google it. It's okay, but that's okay. You don't want to, you know, savor them. You don't want to. You don't want to sit down, write them all down, and then ruin your entire life of back, you know, repressed memories at once. On, <laughs> you know, it's it's for those, you know, late nights when you're bored and you're sick yeah. of porn, or you know, you. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa! Wait, wait, wait! Uh, I'm yeah. sorry. That or, or, or okay, 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 okay. Or, 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 or say like your penis has been injured, or, <laughs> okay, yeah, or no, is, no, is 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 like right. chafed I'm to the you. point where you can't even touch it, I'm and you have you to now. say, okay, I have to just watch some regular movies now. I got gotcha. you. You know, your 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 penis has got caught in a in a terrible rice picking accident when you were young. <laughs> And I was pointed. <laughs> That's the second podcast I've gotten to use that joke in that wasn't the city of the, <laughs> the city. Of I, I'm, I'm sensing a show. new. Uh, That's what she said. That... <laughs> I, I just like that Captain Kirk from the 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 you know enlightened future 
picked the most racist thing to say about, oh yeah, he's a Chinaman who got his ears caught in a rice picker. It's like, yeah, okay, thanks, future man. Speaking of racism, man, I'm glad you said this because <laughs> something... This show has not had enough racism in it yet. Something happened uh, at work tonight that, that suddenly dawned on me. I don't know if you guys will remember this. This is going way back. This is probably a good two years ago. <laughs> I took some shit, and I can't remember if it was on our forum or the old CGS boards or whatever, but somebody or other, and I never did oh, find I think out. This if, was back, at, back in the day, I Yeah, think. I, I think don't I remember if, if they were being serious about it or if, or if they were just fucking with me, but somebody called me out for using the word Eskimo. And it suddenly hit me as I was at work tonight, and uh, you know we're we're fully into uh, the Christmas season now, and we have a really we actually have a really really nice Christmas loop in the lobby where I work, and uh, there's that song uh, blah 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 dressed up like Eskimos, and I thought wait 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 I thought we couldn't use this word anymore so I well, was now like, they sing dressed up like Larry Curley and Mo <laughs> you didn't notice they changed that and all I'm just noticing that they didn't dr- change it to dressed up like Inuits is what I'm saying okay so I, I felt vindicated Folks when I when I heard like that <laughs> yeah exactly it just Folks doesn't roll off the top everybody's like wet. from the Green Lantern comics <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's funny. It's funny. You. It's funny. That's what you. The the particular, you, you know, race that you decided to pick on today because I have. I'm in a <laughs> no, quandary. That, no, no, whoa, whoa, whoa! Stop. We're not I, <laughs> so, so I I have it. Okay. So I I actually have an as a, a and I'll say Eskimo. It's a piece of es- an antique Eskimo seal skin pouch. So this, I'm. I want to sell this thing on eBay. This thing is all. I've sold some Eskimo stuff, and the first time I tried to sell, it was um, a snuff box, you know, that they would carry around tobacco in. And I put it up as an, you know, an antique um, Eskimo snuff box, and I got some angry, you know, notes from people saying, you know, the term is the official term for something like this is Inuit. So I thanked them and I changed it to Inuit because I thought that they were trying to be helpful and help me out on on eBay. Negative. Negative, negative, negative. negative. It was political correctness because I found out in order to sell that, I had to put the word antique Eskimo on it or nobody was nobody was searching for Inuit. Yeah. People are searching for Inuit, but they're searching for Inuit art and it's modern and it's stuff by, you know, official Inuit artists who ha- are named in a register as official, you know, tribal artists and stuff like that. So it's very important in the deal. But the antique stuff, you almost got to put the word Eskimo on it or the people who want to buy it will not find it. You know, what I don't know. What is wrong with the term Eskimo, though? Here's it's, the thing. I think people, you know, of all kinds, no matter what kind of person you are, uh, a certain percent of whatever, you know, when I say what kind of person, I mean like what race or creed or, or color. There's always a certain percentage of them who get into the whole their whole identity, you know. It's, I am, it's I am not, a, I am a, I am. Not, I don't think that's it at all. I think... 
at, at, in the quiet times in the world where there's just not enough war and death and bloodshed and strife and starvation. So you're saying we need a good war to throw out there. No, 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 no. Let me finish. <laughs> that people just don't have enough shit to bitch about and worry yeah. about that they've got to create bullshit. Let's like, you know, who's, who, you know who's downtrodden? The Eskimos. Let's, let's, let's start a movement to where they we're not going to be called Eskimos. And it's like... Shut the fuck up. You know, it's like, come on. Do we not have some real problems in the world? You know, I mean, people are starving and dying. You know, I mean, really, is this the biggest concern you've got? Whether a bunch of people that live in the fucking Arctic Circle are, well, are pissed off because they're called it's, something? Or, it's, I, it's, it's, there's people who can't hats, just you know? let well enough alone. It, you know, there's, precisely. There's, 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 like, there's like referring to a race by a name. There's racial slurs and stuff. But all that stuff gets hacked out in society. If you have racial slurs and you and you decide, you know, I'm going to use the N-word in my daily conversation, I'm going to take it back, you know, like... Uh, in Somebody's going to call you on that. Yeah, well, yeah, and, and you walk down the street and you start using it, and uh, whatever your intentions for using it are, you're going to get called on it. You're going you're gonna to get a punched in the face or you're going to get called on it and stuff. But, you know... I really dispute that most Inuit or Inuits would get, get upset if they heard you say blah 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 Eskimo blah 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 and they'd be like, "What did you just call me?" I don't think that would. <laughs> I don't think that's no. how it works. You know, it works with some people, and there are people who are genuinely have concerns about you know that trying to, you know, preserve their traditions and and all that and good intentions and stuff, but it. It all just ends up in this just artificial struggle to make everybody happy when if you just sort of let it be, people will figure out what they can and they can't use what, you know, if, if, if it's truly a word that's denigrating, you'll, you'll find out, you know, and, you know, I mean, people know, people know what the real hurtful words are because they get shortened to the, like the N word and stuff, you know, there's, there's a real stigma to saying them. Whereas you don't hear many people who are like, blah, blah, blah. And the word Eskimo slips out of their mouth and they're just like, Oh, sorry. Oh <laughs> shit. You know, that's really? my father. That's my father talking. That's Dude. not me. That's not me. That's my father. You know, that's from, yeah. Yeah. Well, don't, 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 you know, don't, um, you know, don't mind grandma, you know, she talks about the damn dirty Eskimos all the time, you know, she, but she's from another generation. It, you know, it's, I don't know. I don't know. Let's, well, let's hear from the Inuit <laughs> contingent here, of two true freaks listeners. Well, here's my real problem with the whole thing is that, you know, it, it's, I'm sure it started really in the sixties and seventies. But I remember political correctness really gaining some traction when I was in high school. Yeah. Yeah. And in the, well, in when the, it got the name political correctness. Yeah. And I remember arguing about it with uh, people, you know, in my in my you know my circle of friends, and I'm like, you know, has anybody at this table not read 1984? You right. know, the way they control you is they control how you talk. Right. And that has always been my problem with political correctness is 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 not well one it's stupid because like Chris said there's really not a lot of people that are going to get up in arms about saying a certain thing or referring to uh, you know 
a dwarf or a midget or having to call them a little person yeah. or whatever. Yeah, you cause you cause more problems the yeah. second you start walking on eggshells. Uh, the minute everybody's walking on eggshells, you're you're done. You can't have a comfortable conversation. But also, it's a way to control the speech. Mm-hmm. It's a way for people wanting a position of power to have control over you and that's my biggest thing i am and always have been and always will be uh unless i get a head injury or something uh your your friend yes i am and always have your friend i never (laughs) want to say that to either of you because i'm afraid one of us is gonna die so i don't (laughs) i am of the opinion that as long as you are not inciting violence that freedom or showing pictures of naked kids that freedom of speech is pretty absolute you know if you really want to sit there and and talk about how black people or hispanic people or all that are whatever your half-baked theory on how humanity and evolution and all that works you know, you have the right to say that, and I will defend your right to say that. I will call you an idiot, <laughs> yeah. and every yeah, other it gives you equal right. Yeah, that, well, that's the thing is people, people are entitled to their uh, people think they're entitled to their opinion, which they are, but they're not entitled to having people respect their opinion. Yeah, <laughs> that's I mean... the what people are under the false impression that. If you have an opinion, it should be re- respected, and that's just ridiculous. Goddamn ridiculous. Yeah, that is completely stupid. Because, you know, I could go on a podcast and put forth a, a theory that is completely asinine. And basically, what's going to work, how that's going to work out is that people are going to go, God, that was stupid. I'm not listening to him anymore. And soon whoever is saying it me or or whoever doesn't have an audience or you're gonna have an audience of people who agree with that (laughs) Um, exactly but you you know what people make a lot of money doing that don't hey you know man hey arbel how you doing today Uh, do not yeah i was just gonna say do not count it out man i've been I've, there's been many times where I've just been like, God damn, I'm broke. Why don't? Why aren't I starting a religion? <laughs> well, I, I, I can did, make some shit up. I did listen to an interview with Harlan Ellison and Robin Williams, where Harlan Ellison told the story of the day he was there when L. Ron Hubbard was told by another writer to start a religion because that's where the money is. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, but but. The thing is, is that if if people would just ignore it, it will go away. Because fire requires oxygen. And if you starve it of the oxygen, it will go away. And this is what pisses me off, is that people will get in a political correctness tizzy. And there's nothing more annoying than when you're sitting there and trying to have just a, a, a conversation... It could be the fluffiest conversation on the face of the planet, or it could be like a really deep and meaningful meaningful conversation. And you say black people, and someone goes, well, no, you should say African-American. It derails everything. Yeah. It's not on point, and it's fucking stupid. So, you know... Well, it also, <laughs> it's it stops everything, and then if you're a person like the three of us, you have to sit there and go, well, do I call them back on it? You yeah. know... And, and all of a sudden the conversation is now about this 
and we're gonna argue about you know who's gonna say tell who what to say what or am I just gonna let it slide and you know I hate having to make that decision <laughs> all the time that's why I stay away from people a lot of the time <laughs> that you know it, it's in polite society calling someone a fucking moron really doesn't go over it doesn't go goes over like a wet lead balloon <laughs> yeah. I've been in a couple situations lately where, where that's happened too luckily I wasn't involved in it I was just watching so I luckily was able to avoid all the stress of man I had to that. I had to talk myself out of a scenario like that today I was on my way to work today and driving along and this guy had a uh, an Obama 2012 sticker on his car, and I wanted so badly to pull up beside him and be like, "Hey, hey, hey, roll your window! Hey, roll your window! You're a fucking idiot!" But you know, I had to remember <laughs> that I've got a uh, you know I've got a, a bumper sticker on the back of my car that uh, identifies me as uh, as uh, as <laughs> holding a certain vocation, so yeah. I can't be doing that, you know. But oh, I wanted to. <laughs> Yeah, but you see, the thing is, is that I don't... <laughs> that kind of thing, you know, if you're just driving along and someone calls you a fucking idiot, that's just going to piss you off. I mean, he's still right. like, hey, he wouldn't know what you he would. I, I don't know if he would know what you were calling yeah. him an idiot for. You know, he he might be driving his wife's car and he's be like, I voted for McCain, asshole. Fuck you, man. It's my <laughs> wife's car. I told her she just well, does what she wants. What the fuck? You voted for you know, McCain. You have no idea what the <laughs> Drive he his, could drive he it could, to the crusher. <laughs> he could be like many people, and he vote. Well, he's he's. It said Obama 2012. I was gonna say he could be like many people and voted for Obama, and now wishes that he didn't. You know, but I, I voted for I voted for McCain because I finally wanted a vice president that I could plow. I mean, <laughs> well, you know what's funny about this thing with the political correctness. You know, like you said, Mike. You, you remember starting when you were in high school. That's I actually remember, believe it or not, me with the with the extremely shitty re memory. I remember exactly where I first heard that or saw that term, and it was when I was working at Media Play um, down there in Morrow, Georgia. Oh God, we, we used I to forgot have you a, worked at that one. Yeah, when and we used to have. Say what? When did you work at that one? had to be 94 i think 94 95 somewhere in that area because it, yeah. it was it was not long after i had first moved to georgia because that was the the second job i had because i started that's out the media play i went to for the longest time when i moved down here in 95 see i i uh started out in conyers working at uh at i'm Block sorry there and uh, oh, I like Conyers back then. It was it was nice, or at least I thought so anyway. But I, I worked in the one in Conyers, and then when uh, my wife and I started dating, I transferred out to uh, to Covington. And I didn't like it out there in Covington, so I was on the on the lookout for something else. And uh, it was our friend Mark Buttrick that tipped me off about media plays. Like, hey, have you been to this new store? You know, and it's got all this cool stuff and. He liked Mark liked Media Play and turned me onto it because they had such a great soundtracks uh, section in that store. You know, this was years before you know the internet yet, and you right. know, downloading MP3s and all that sort of thing. So you know, you still had to hunt for stuff on CD or what. And he was scoring a lot of really, really nice, hard to find old soundtracks and stuff through Media Play. And I went down there and popped in an application. The next thing I know, I was running the video department. Well, over in the video department 
we had um you know one of those poster racks you can still see these like at walmart you know the, the mm-hmm. poster rack with the rolled up posters in the bottom of it you know go to b7 to find you know you're just a beaver poster or whatever and you're we got just this- a beaver <laughs> justin beaver i said and uh we got this poster in and it was it was the title on it was political correct it was the, like a guide to the politically correct guide to women i think was what it was called and it was this beautiful busty um woman in a bikini and it had little arrows would point to something and it was like like to her tits and it would say she doesn't have a great rack she is you know something in doubt or you know it would point to her head and say she's not an airhead she's you know mentally challenged or you know stuff like that and we thought it was a riot you know we thought it was hilarious we were reading all those smart ass little comments and everything you know fast forward 15 20 years and it's the law and it's like how the fuck did that happen you know it's it's but it's like we're in some weird parallel dimension or something i mean I, this, this was comedy in 90s things upside down man yeah it is that's it, how it always is it's it's, kinda, yeah they uh, start right past us i need i need to take off my tinfoil hat to say what i'm about to say i don't believe in i'm not a big believer in conspiracy theories most of the time but but i i, I yes. do think there is a certain agenda out there to control how we think oh sure so I, I think in any society there is, but I think it's a little more it's a little more active these days because we just have so much more of a communication system set up to be manipulated and controlled. So I mean, look at that bill that was uh, is pretty much dead now because of is it dead? Oh, yeah, yeah oh, that's what God. I was reading. Is that it's... that could have that could have put an end to what we do. Well, the, you know, certain aspects very well. of what we do. It's it's really funny. It's well, because... we, we could have we would we would basically we would be, <laughs> I would have to get my banjo and pluck out my own music yeah. and copyright <laughs> it for the you know I'd be <laughs> have to come up with one of those fake that sounds sort of like the black hole theme, but it's two or three no you know it's in a minor key instead. And so, but I'm going boom 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 boom. Bum, 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 boom, 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 two, two, three. We'd have to do something like that because Libsyn would be so scared of getting sued that they would not let you. Yeah. That was how it was going to work. It was going to be like YouTube would be like, oh, no, everything that you put up must be something that you own in copyright or else you're getting kicked off because we're right. responsible for what everybody puts up on all these sites. And it was basically giving the entertainment industry control of the internet and yeah that would have been one of the worst things that could have happened to this country ever but i'm very glad it did not happen here here's what i'm reading this is from thehill.com which is uh i think is this an actual news source or is this a blog but basically it says the public black backlash to the stop online piracy act has stopped the bill dead in its tracks despite an effort to grease the skids for passage, yeah. according to House Oversight and Government Reform Committee Chairman Daryl Issa. Issa said original co-sponsors of the legislation are wavering in their support after hearing more this week about the bill's impact on the internet. And I don't think they really realized what they were putting through. I honestly don't. And it was it is such a, a shameless attempt 
at I the, do the, the the inner the entertainment industry to control what is said about their product online. That's the saddest part of it because basically, if you talk about something, even though you could claim fair use and all that, you know they'll and be you, like, and you could e even legally qualify as fair use. They would still just have a blanket policy of yeah. take it down, and, and that's they would have just, every right to do that. And that's just. My, I read about it at work, and my wife is like kind of freaking out. She goes, "You won't be able to do your podcasts anymore." So, uh, thankfully, that has been stopped because it was retarded. I well, think. it also there were a lot of big companies like Facebook and Tumblr and stuff like that who, you know, that that was one of the ones where, you know, okay, uh, uh, big corporations are teaming up against us to ruin our freedom of speech on the internet. But you know what? There's a few corporations that were going to lose money over that too. So there was some fighting amongst themselves and. When it comes right down to it, it's just what we've been saying all along is people doing that stuff um, basically is is fueling it, and they know it, and, and it's to the point now where there's companies that depend on that. Yeah, so I mean... It's, it's working out in, into billions of dollars, not, so... Not to be egotistical, but people like us talking about movies and comics causes people to go out and watch movies and buy comics. Oh, I and now with our deal with Amazon, I have physical. I, you know, I get proof of that every month when I see you know what people have bought. You know, although it's funny that people do buy stuff that aren't common, but people buy movies and you know stuff that we talk about on our show. They'll go to Amazon and they'll buy it. You know, and so and that's that's actually and when they do that, they're actually benefiting us, Amazon, and the copyright holders. Yeah, because they're getting all at the same time. Everybody's getting a little piece of it. It's wonderful, you know. It, it actually is starting to work out even even better. And yeah, and, and it's, it's sort of an unspoken thing. And this isn't me judging anything in particular, but they're going out and buying it as opposed to downloading. Which is what the companies don't want them to right. do. So they're buying it. So it's it, you're getting your money. Congratulations. Now shut the fuck up. Hey, so thank God for piracy. You know, I mean, piracy is kept. The, the reason they're buying, and they should thank God for piracy, because piracies force them to make music and and uh, media more affordable. At least you know, and stuff like Netflix, you know, into more affordable models. Yeah, and where you can buy one MP3, you can buy the one, you know, the hit song that you want. You can just buy that song instead of the twenty dollar CD. Piracies help keeping the prices low and affordable, and <laughs> the f prices being low and affordable are what are allowing people to buy it because when the it's just like um what is that sandwich shop Panera opened up a store that was they did it as sort of a doomed experiment but they wanted to see what would happen if they had a, a optional payment store that was exactly like a regular Panera but you went in and you, and you only paid whatever you want if at all and they have menus and the menus have basically like a suggested price on it you know which is probably the price that it's on the regular Panera menu and they found, and they they wanted to see how much money they would lose on it, and they and they made the same amount of money at that store than they did at regular P Paneras. Like one third of the people paid 
the you know just the menu price just came in like a regular place and just paid the price one third of the people paid less than the menu of the price or none at all and one third paid more just because they like I don't know they were in a good mood or they liked the idea of it or they were bad at math or something but <laughs> you know that, but that's how it worked out and it all sort of in in the in the long and short it all came out about the same as if you just charge everybody the same price and that model is sort of working into it's like the it's like the inner it's the effective internet on society and it's turning into that you know it you don't have to have this sort of fascist copyright you know lockdown media sort of thing where you're you know you're protecting your media from people copying it for you're protecting it from your consumers using it you're, you're trying to keep the people from using it and that's the old model and it don't work anymore and they're well, starting to understand it but at the same time they're still not understanding it because there's stuff like this law you know okay. i personally i'm not a, i'm more cynical than you i think the law was basically just an excuse to be able to to control control the internet it wasn't as much to to control piracy or copyright although they would have liked that it, it would have been to shut down shut down dissent well, well, man. well, well let me let's put it this way and these figures i'm about to throw out are completely made up oh good in the old days yeah band x would have a hit song and their cd would go into walmart and a tower and all that all this other stuff and they'd sell a certain number of units and they would make a certain amount of money or nowadays uh, band x's song gets 20 million downloads right at 99 cents a pop yeah with no with no packaging yeah that it's you just have to like produce and no that's no a shipping no it freaking brainer mm -hmm. right there yeah but they, it took them forever to figure that out, to figure out that, you know, they never thought that mo that was going to work. You yep. know, they never thought that that would uh, work out. Or if it did, it, it meant less money for them. Now, the only downside to that is our way of life is the way of life as we have been raised to believe is now pretty much at an end. Because growing up, our generation picked up from the baby boomers before us who were like, we want to keep our shit. Whereas our generation is, we want to keep all of our shit. <laughs> Not just some of it, we want all of it. And whoever has the biggest comic book, novel, fantasy novel, CD, video game, DVD, VHS collection has the biggest stick on the block, where nowadays people don't want to really? keep their media. Yes, Scott, really. Yeah, yeah, media's, media's disposed, because the media is like floating in the air. <laughs> I like the fact that it was the word dick that brought uh, Scott back into the conversation. Scott's like, what? Where? Are we talking? We're talking, right? <laughs> and he hates me right now. That's not true. He's hated me for the, for the past two years. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, hey, what about the I don't future? even know what you guys were talking about. I'm... I'm we've gone completely off the rails in this episode. Where I didn't even know even this, this episode had a subject. So.
you ever find yourself going to Amazon.com and uh, buying some record or movie or some stupid thing that two true freaks have been talking about so that you can catch up on it or you've been reminded of it or something? Well, now, how about this? Instead of going to Amazon.com, go to twotruefreaks.libson.com and follow our link to Amazon.com. When you do that, if you buy something over at Amazon, we get a little cut out of it, which is awesome because we love money and it won't cost you a thing. Did you know you can sponsor an episode of this or any other of your favorite Two True Freaks affiliated shows? That's right. Simply click the PayPal link on our website, donate any amount at all, tell us which show you're choosing and what message, if any, you'd like us to read on your behalf, and you will be an official sponsor of that show's very next episode, with your message read in the show's opener. It's that easy, and there is no minimum donation. Be a show sponsor today. Visit our website at twotruefreaks.libson.com. Two True Freaks is always spelled T-W-O-T-R-U-E-F-R-E-A-K-S. Libsyn is spelled L-I-B-S-Y-N. You can email Two True Freaks directly at twotruefreaks at gmail.com. Join our forum at forumforgeeks.com where you can discuss all of the shows on our feed with us and your fellow listeners. You can find Two True Freaks on Facebook. Just search for Two True Freaks. Dumbass. And hey, you can friend me, Scott Gardner, on Facebook too. My name is spelled S-C-O-T-T-G-A-R-D-N-E-R. You can friend me on Facebook too, if you can find me. Now available, Two True Freaks t-shirts. See our website for details. Two True Freaks is a very proud member of the Comics Podcast Network. You can check that out at www.comicspodcast.com, where you can hear our new episodes when we put them up. We are also members of the League of Comic Book Podcasts. For more information, visit comicbooknoise.com league. If you ever leave your house and you actually have friends, why don't you tell them about Two True Freaks? Thanks for listening. And join us every Monday for new episodes of... Two True Freaks. Two True Freaks has been brought to you today by Damanzo Corps of Milan, Italy, and by the letters F and U.